Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 95, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where we make sure we wear a tie every single time we visit the White House so that we don't look like a couple of schlemiels. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Jim. And I'm a schlemiel. <laughs> I'm Justin. Uh, in the hot seat this week, roommate Jen. Hi. What up, girl? What's up? Nothing? No, seriously, what's up? Nothing? No, seriously, what's Hi. up? <laughs> oh, not much. <laughs> Just enjoying some freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom! Freedom! Yes. Don't you guys love freedom? Freedom! Okay, uh, I'm gonna freedom! St- I'm going to start freedom, right now, drinking game. Freedom. If you're listening to this episode, yeah. drink every time we say freedom. You'll be hammered in probably about 20 minutes. I'm gonna freedom, 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 freedom. <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> How are you, gentlemen or and just, gentlewoman? Or just, or just drink every time you're free. Or hold dumb. On, hold on, wait, hold on. <laughs> I can't drink. I'm I'm so free. So if you if you can't tell, we're talking about freedom, baby. Freedom. We're talking about Independence Day. Independence. Independence. I love that independence. <laughs> why do you not? Why do you automatically go into a terrible Southern accent? It was really I bad. I, I, I can feel it in my penis. I don't even think. <laughs> I don't even think that was Southern. Yeah, I was, well, he's just bad at accents. We don't know that. I think true. he was meaning to do that. That was Southern. actually supposed to be Polish. I'm not sure. Why Why is it that once you start talking about freedom in our country, people automatically think you're a hick? Well, I think it comes from, it comes from uh, George Jr. Because of the way he talked. We, you know, it, 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 all of his speeches. Everything. That, that's where I get it from, at least. Freedom. It's... it's <laughs> That's Bush Jr. Nah, it, he's got, he's got that the stereotypical freedom. voice. What'd you say? I was I was doing the George W. talking about talk, freedom and 9/11 talk, and talk stuff about, and kill the terrorists. Freedom. The we terrorists got, and weapons we gotta, of mass destruction. I, don't, we I gotta, can't we do gotta George. Get the, gotta get the terrorists. You're doing for, for the freedom. You're doing I'm the doing Obama again, again yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing you're doing a terrible George Bush 
with the Obama hand. Well, that, that's actually the every president hand with the it's, fist with yeah. the thumb sticking up. Well, the uh, the the Clinton was the thumb was slightly up. Mm-hmm. Obama would just kind of do like one of those. You know why they do like that a, though? Like right? a letter A in sign language. What's that? Do you know why they do that? Why? Uh, because with a lot of people when they talk, they use you know pointing and things like that. And if they're pointing, that seems like scolding. It's aggressive. Yeah, it's an aggressive Ooh. behavior. To why that, is the that president is yelling at me? Assertive. I'm asserting you. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> See, and to, that's it. See, to me, if somebody came at me like this and tried to poke me with a finger, that seems less aggressive than a fist. <laughs> <laughs> like this seems more aggressive. It's not. It's not a fist. I mean, it's it is, but it isn't. Well, it's a it's a fist, but they make sure that they. So with the thumb up, you know, if a guy tries to punch you with his thumb slightly up like that, he's gonna break break his thumb. Oh, probably. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So well, it, well, so for it me, is less aggressive. if I ever become president, I'm gonna surpass the the fist with the thumb <laughs> and every time I say something I want to assure people of I'm going to raise the roof <laughs> bring it back baby Justin for president 2020 <laughs> I'll take it it's better than what we got <laughs> um, so yeah anything exciting happened this last week for you, you fine gentlemen just exercising my freedoms we uh <laughs> we saw hereditary Oh, we did see her. Which Jansen's gonna be mad because we didn't bring him back to oh. <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, sorry, Jansen. But he went with us, so it's close <clears throat> enough, right? But uh, yeah, are, was... are we are we actually discussing it right now? Or... Yeah, we don't, don't need to get into it. But no. it was good. It was good. And I, I, we dis- we dis- discussed a little bit at length after the movie, and it wasn't. We don't think that it was quite as unpackable as a lot of people think. Well, I don't. Well, no. What, what we, we started doing what we normally do, which is analyzing and mm-hmm. overanalyzing. And uh, Jansen went to see it with us too, and this was actually his second time going to see it. And then we were standing there, kind of just talking about it and doing what we do with our theories and stuff like that. And he's like, "I actually know the answer. If you guys want me to just ruin it for you." And we had already been talking about it for like a half hour, so yeah. we're like, "Yeah, just go ahead and ruin it for us." And he he said, "Director says this," and that's that kind of. Yep put a nail in the but coffin. But it was kind of what I was saying to begin with, though. So it kind of validated my point, probably, you know, that more, wasn't, than, more than yours, but... That wasn't the first conclusion you came not to. The, not the first one, but it's the you one You went around and around, and then you finally went, maybe there's not as much Tom Pack as you yeah, think there is, yeah. and then you ended up being right. But it was good. For once highly, in your miserable life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, highly recommend it. It was, uh, it was, I was going to say it was delicious, but that's, it was, that's well, the wrong way to, to describe a movie. <laughs> it was quite delicious. Uh, no, it was really good, though. I definitely I guess recommend it's, it. It was delicious in the, in this, like, if you're um, the Black Phillip sense. Like, mm. would you like to live life? Deliciously. <laughs> it was delicious in that creepy way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> now, I also, same day, I, uh, I did something I haven't done in a very long time. I pulled a double header at the theater. We got no sooner got home from seeing Hereditary, mm-hmm. and then I was back at the exact same theater within 45 <laughs> minutes uh, to see Jurassic World. That's Long not Kingdom. a real double feature, though. No, you're right. Double not, features, but... you pay for one and then go to two. Two in one day, though. Yeah. Two in one day. Uh, so, yeah, so the Jurassic World. It was pretty good. Not as good as the uh, first one, I didn't think. Uh, once you take dinosaurs out of like, the jungles and into the, the real life, they just kind of lose their luster a little bit because mm-hmm. they don't look as real. Like this, you can the CG really pops and not in a good way when it's in a urban against setting against the backdrop yeah. of like houses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, at least I thought so. <clears throat> I thought they looked a little bit worse. No, still, there was no dinosaurs that would look better than the first Jurassic Park. I don't know mm-hmm. how they did the CG. Back when uh, CG was in its infancy, uh, it was I, so dark. I rewatched. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Jurassic Park last week, mm-hmm. the original. Yeah. Um, maybe like what you just said, it was it was so dark because there's no doubt the animatronics, like the animatronic, sure. uh, <laughs> the animatronics in the first movie were 
were Adam's amazing. World. Yeah, but there's um, a whole scene there where the T Rex is chasing the uh, is chasing the um, the Jeep. That was CG. That scene looked really good. The amazing. scene where they first uh, the the scene where they first drive up and uh, and um, Sam Neill and Laura Dern see the uh, brontosaurus or the brachio a, a, or whatever apatosaurus. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. That looks really bad. But I didn't think that it did. I've watched it recently myself. I didn't think that it was that bad. But whatever. It's it, 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 my point is that it still holds up way better than it rightfully oh, should. Yeah, it looks for amazing. a movie from that era when Absolutely. that technology was literally being invented on the spot. What was that? Ninety three. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ninety three yeah. or ninety four. Yep. Um, uh, you been up to anything, Jay? Just working, man. Just getting doing, the grind. Doing the thing. Dropped a new tune, so you can go check that out. Oh, that's oh, right. It's so uh, good too. <laughs> the uh, the machine. The machine. So Justin, because he uh, he's he 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 finds that even though he's incredibly busy with his his <laughs> actual job of recording other people, he decides he also likes to write and record his own music, and he just released a new song. On occasion, I get one out like every like five months, and it took eight years to get the first one out. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're in the zone, though. Now yeah. you're... Now you're yeah, this one wasn't now, even part of it. This, the other stuff was all pop-punk, <clears throat> Fall Out Boy stuff, and this is straight, like, radio rock, like, you know, kind of in-your-face rock and I'll roll. Take, I'll take a little credit for that one. Yeah. I come in one day, and he goes, yeah, I wrote a butt rock song because of your guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I love the fact that you've just embraced that you're in a butt rock band now. It's really not as butt rocky as, as as we like to claim that it is. I listened, but... to, I listened to it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. You're Spotify. This just in the machine. Check it out. This yeah. just in. Do it. The machine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. So this just in. We got some stuff wrong last week. Oh no. Stupid. You're so stupid. Uh, all right, uh, a couple things from last week, not too many. Um, I was talking about uh, the man they call Vader uh, when he passed away last week. Oh, yeah. And I called him Big Man Vader. It's Big Van, big Van Vader. Big Van Vader. I thought you said Big Van no, Vader. No, said Big Man. I mean, he was a big man. <laughs> he was a large man. Did you know that guy did friggin' moonsaults off the top rope? Is that like bath salts? That's, it's sort of. <laughs> What's a moonsault? It's where you do the backflip off the top rope and splash a guy on the ground. Oh, but it's like comp- like a completely laid out yes. backflip, right? Yes. Where you're not tucked into a ball. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's... it's crazy. That guy was that guy was like 300 pounds. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. 350, whatever whatever it was. That's, uh-huh. I'm not going to correct this, but like he was humongous <laughs> and he would do that. Guy was the most agile big man on the face of the earth. That's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of bath salts, really funny because uh, incorrect. Most agile big man on the face of the earth. Probably Kevin James. Mm, that's true. <laughs> He's true. amazing at physical comedy. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, it's funny that you mentioned bath salts uh, because I'm a nerd and I watch like wrestling stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, the, <clears throat> on the wrestling network, they have documentaries. And if you know anything about the Hardy bro, Hardy bro, uh, mm. the Hardy boys. boys, there we go. I'm going to say Hardy bros. <laughs> They're not that bad. Uh, <laughs> there's a documentary about the Hardy boys though on there. Um, and it turns out that uh, one of them, Matt, was like literally doing bath salts for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. holy shit! Like, if you hear <laughs> these guys really spiraled. If you hear the stories about how it makes you eat people's faces, <laughs> what would make you ever think that it was a good idea? Well, I guess he didn't know. Like, someone, so he was he was trying to kick the other drugs, but he couldn't sleep. So someone said, "Go to the head shop. They have this synthetic stuff that'll help you sleep." And he goes, "Yeah, it was bath salts." <laughs> later, oh, was later, it? come find out it was what bath salts were. It was six the... months later, and down in the ditch. Because <laughs> when they say, when they say, are you sure it wasn't like K two or something like that? No, he said the words bath salts. Oh shit! Yeah, that doesn't seem like it would make you sleep much at all. <laughs> I don't know. I because uh... I thought it had the same effects as like speed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but. 
Yeah. Let's try it and find out. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I know where we can get some. I, I was about to say. <laughs> Maple Lane, maybe. Makes sense why they're crazy. Yeah. Um, the other correction is that uh, Frankie Muniz's, Muniz's band was called King's Foil. Oh. However, he no longer drums for them. He probably forgot already that he used to drum for them. <laughs> <laughs> is there a joke there? Like, did no, he forget he, about he Malcolm in the Middle or something? He came out and like, said, I don't remember filming it. I knew it Malcolm in the Middle or something along those lines. Really? Yeah. How? I, he, I don't know. He was on, wasn't he on Dancing with the Stars recently? And he had said something like that because he also got into a really bad... Oh, he got in a terrible he, car. A car or, uh, mo- he, motorcycle or car? car. He raced, He was a race car driver. That's right. And he got into a really, really bad accident. And, and it wiped his memories of... Some of it, he said some of it was that and some of it was that it was all such a blur. It, huh. Like the time in his life was so insane that he just... Those were pretty, a lot pretty, of it's been pretty out. formative years for him. He was Note. like, what, like 12 years, old, yeah. 12 years old to like 18 years old or something like I that? Note to self, get into a car accident and get rid of some bad <laughs> memories of some I am almost positive that the, the car accident, it, it was really bad. Like, I think it almost killed him. Jeez, mm-hmm. that's nuts. And I think it broke his, there was something with his back, because when he was on the show, it was, he had a lot of issues with some of the holds and stuff because of his back issues. From wow, the that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he ended up, he only played uh, drums for King's Foil for like two years, and he was not the original drummer. So, right on. So yeah, there you go. That's those it. are those are your corrections. <clears throat> well, alrighty. Uh, so this week, talking about freedom, and uh, what's more free than independence? Oh yeah. Nothing. Because um, they're literally the same thing. Bald eagles. Uh, oh, well, those unless, might be more free unless you go to the Toledo Zoo. <laughs> then they're in a large net. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Independence Day. The great... We're, we're going into a little bit more action territory this week, but... Action, it's still, still genre. We're talking about aliens. We're, we're dipping back into the alien well. I think we've talked more about aliens on this show than we have any other topic at all. Probably. I think, yeah, I think this is like the fifth or sixth alien episode. Really? That could be a correction, but I will go back and check. But there's <laughs> been a lot. Um... Yeah, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about Mike's favorite movie, Independence Day Resurgence. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this my favorite movie? Just because... Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I love it. It's a non-popular opinion, but I do love it. Yeah, when we... uh, when I I think when you first... You saw it back when it came out, right? No, no, back when it was on... It came out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I didn't see it in theaters. And you you did talk it up a bit. It... We'll get into why. Yeah, we'll get get into why. Yeah, we'll get into it. We're going to get into it. So, uh, in uh, in conjunction with talking about the Independence Day movies, Michael went and got us some Samuel Adams, Sam 76. Doesn't get more patriotic than some good old Sam Adams, right? Independent, independent American craft. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It should have been the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, this is... This might not be a very hop-forward uh, beer, though. They call this a union of lager and ale. Hmm. 4.7% alcohol. Sam 76 is a perfect union of lager and ale, giving you a craft beer with a flavor of an ale and the refreshment and the crisp finish of a lager. The result is revolutionary. <laughs> I didn't know that lager and ales could get into a civil union back in 76. I didn't know it. <laughs> I mean, today I would completely understand it. That's accepted. So, clearly, uh, Sam, <laughs> clearly Sam 76 is in reference to... Uh, the end of the Great War in 1976. Yes, 1976. Um, yeah. Or uh, the end of the upcoming Great War in 2076. <laughs> who, who knows? It was a great war. It was tremendous. Do you want to drink this beer? I do. Let's drink it. All right. 
Oh, there's no, no clicks. Yeah, we gotta get. Mm. That uh, the girl that lip. The, the, I like the, that lip. The big lip gives you like extra flow straight God. into your gullet. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah, it's kind of got like a fruitiness to it. A little bit. It's uh, it's very drinkable, as we like to say. No, oh, it is drinkable. It's really drinkable on the back end. <laughs> Now they got a picture of a bottle upside down Why? on the side of the can. Independent. They have a Independent picture of a what? A, a beer bottle. bottle upside down. Where do you? Oh. Oh, so we need to clink just those. Maybe it'll make a better clinking sound. <clears throat> I don't think at that's the, how it uh, works. At the end. <laughs> Brewers Association. Independent crafts. Maybe that's just a, a logo uh, of something. I wonder why the bottle's upside down. Though. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe it's in regards to, I don't know, because craft beer has sediment. So maybe you'd want to, I don't know, maybe, I have no idea. Maybe That's it's just... because if you're playing spin the bottle and you look at your beer and it's pointing at your dick. Ooh. Gotta kiss your dick. That's it. That's <laughs> time, it. Time to practice my yoga. I, I you took the that code. to a really weird place. <laughs> That's kind of what I do. Freedom! You're, you're welcome, Jen. Th yeah, that means you gotta you. drink. For, oh, freedom. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. All right, so. This actually is really good. What's up? So yeah, so what the beer pairs with our movies? Yeah, the with beer the Independence Day. And, yeah, the beer pairs well with freedom and. Uh, oh, if you haven't figured it out yet, Fourth of July is the week that we're releasing this. That's why we're doing Independence Day. <laughs> we, oh! we didn't actually say that. You didn't really have to specify that because by the time it comes out, it our, will. Our it listeners will be... are dumb. Oh. <laughs> true, but that's that's rude. And there go two of the four. <laughs> Good job, guys. Jen. Jen's one of them. She's gone. I think it's the oh, hosts no. are the dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what we're talking about, and that's what we're drinking. Let's get into the bleed feed. Hit us with some news about independence. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just feeling uh, that. We get to, once again, start my favorite way. Uh, got, a, got a gaggle of deaths this week. Really? A yeah. gaggle. Is yeah. that the, is that the, uh, the proper uh, term for when you have like a, a group of deaths? Is well, it a gaggle? Def it's definitely not a giggle. It's like uh, a herd of deer, <laughs> a flock of birds, a, a gaggle, gaggle of deaths. Of deaths. <laughs> a gaggle of deaths. Um, all right, so uh, first and foremost, rest in peace to Vinnie Paul of Pantera. Uh, oh, passed yeah. away at the age oh God, 54. I didn't write it down. Uh, yeah, I think, I that's think it was 54. Uh, no, no word on how he died. However, no official word that is. Mm -hmm. However, TMZ reported that somebody talked to them and said that he had a massive heart attack in his sleep, but he did die in his sleep, but that's not official. And I guess the family has come out and said, you know, we don't know who talked, but that's, we're not saying that officially. They're also not saying there's foul play or anything. So right. I think they're just kind of waiting to put that out there officially. So, um, you know, what's weird. Um, <clears throat> not that, not that TMZ is necessarily cause the family's not even admitting to that yet. Sure. So not saying that TMZ is right this time around. TMZ often breaks things, sure, and and more truthfully so than a lot of other outlets, like all the time. And it's kind of it's kind of weird to me. It's like this is this is where you're, this is where we're actually getting some of our most truthful news these I days. Think it's because it's from it's Harvey Weinstein Honestly, and a I bunch of surfers. It's like no it's Harvey like, Harvey Weinstein. Or not Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> no. Oh, Harvey Le Harvey Levin. Sorry. Oh, oh, Harvey Levin and a bunch of and a bunch of surfers. It's it, it's just bizarre to me that they're they seem to be so much more 
like in tune with their finger on the pulse than other news outlets. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I say, if it was Harvey Weinstein, they'd rename it to TMI because people are talking way too much about Harvey Weinstein, right? Um, no, it's probably because they don't filter it. Mm. You know, when people have a news a news story, they'll go to them and say, "Look, I can't say this to the proper people, but this is what's happening," mm-hmm. and they'll just say it. Right. You know, it's probably that's probably why. You know, people know that if they <clears throat> tell them something, it's going to get out. Right. Um. But yeah. So, like I said, uh, rest in peace to Vinny Paul. Uh, he's with his brother in the great great abyss now. So uh, I guess there's that silver lining. I was never a big fan of Pantera. <laughs> the great abyss doesn't sound like a silver lining. <laughs> well, we're just the, the great abyss. beyond. The great beyond. The cowboys See, that's from hell. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, I, I guess the great beyond sounds more like a silver lining. But uh, I was never a big fan of Pantera. I've been a little bit outspoken about that before. I kind of thought Pantera sucked. Well, isn't what's his face like a horrible racist? Uh, oh, Phil uh, um, Anazaro. I can never say his last name. Oh, uh, Anselmo. Uh, yeah. Anselmo, yeah. Phil Anselmo. Isn't yeah. he like a terrible, yeah, a terrible racist? Yeah, we saw him at the uh, the damn show a couple years ago when we were there. He was there doing like a signing or something. We're walking past. Um, still looks like the same he did when I saw him when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see them with uh, with Black Sabbath years ago. And oh, I was, you did? I was, I was a Pantera fan. As a drummer, that was one of the, one of their songs. I forget which it was, but the, it was the first song I tried to learn on double bass because it was like... And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make my feet do that. You know, I was a little kid. I only know the one song that... What's it called? Walk or something like that? Walk! I don't even know. Are you it. talking I, to me? Yeah, that's, that's the terrible. only song that I know. He was the worst. He's one of the worst singers I've ever heard in my life. And I know that I'm like a lot of people disagree. Well, it's with a me style on that. thing. I mean, but I just think he's just sounds some people bad, might think that, you're even, the worst singer they've ever. Oh, heard. lots of people do. <laughs> but like for that style, Present though, like other people included. did it way better. I just never thought he was good. Yeah. Like like music wise, it was what wise it was whatever. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so that uh, that is one of three. Uh, next up, we have Joe Jackson died. Uh, I believe today. Yesterday? Was it today? today. Uh, I, I saw the post come out about it today from the, the news station, yep. so I'm uh, assuming it was today. Legendary manager, father of of the of the Jacksons. Oh, he was a uh, dadager. Da- a dadager. dadager. The yes. original dadager. <laughs> um, yeah, he died today at the age of 89. Um, no details about his death. I'm not going to say much more about it because mm-hmm. I kind of thought he was a piece of shit. So. <laughs> he was, yeah. I Listen, mean, like, it's well documented <clears throat> that he like beat his kids and... Like pushed them into stardom, and look at how fucked up Michael Jackson's life was. Right. Because of all, like, I, like we, well, we said, I, I said, I was saying to Aaron, I don't like earlier, anyone to die. Right. But I was, I was saying to Aaron earlier, if, if he hadn't have pushed his kids the way that he did, we would have never had Michael Jackson. But then also, like you said, if he hadn't have, if he didn't mistreat his kids the way we that he did, we might not have had Michael Jackson in the capacity that we had him, but at least Michael Jackson would have had a good, normal childhood. Yeah, yeah. So the the trade-off in favor of a guy actually having a decent life seems better but so is, so is that what that song was about just beat it oh <laughs> beat it no. come on according to tmz he died of, uh from a battle with pancreatic cancer oh. oh okay well there you go then tmz once again uh-huh so we're getting our news from these days that was what popped up under the news and the saddest news. the saddest death of the week this one hits hard rest in peace to richard harrison aka the old man from pawn stars oh really oh so oh, sad. man. So, so we're just not even we're not even going with like people that are involved with the genre anymore when it comes to death. Listen, this is my prerogative. I'm going to talk about who Hold I want on, to talk about. Let me pull up the Detroit prerogative. News. I'm going to open to the obituaries page. <laughs> we're just going to run through. Um, <laughs> listen, I love Pawn Gilda Stars, all right? Lee Stevenson, 76. 
worked at Ford all of her life. Yeah, I just realized none of these people have anything to do with horror. No. I mean, technically, death, horror. Yeah, see? You see? She's bringing it back around. Oh, so... The Grim Reaper is always welcome. So so our, our, our obituary section is going to be like 900 <laughs> names from now on. That's all the show is going to be. equals horror, so... Oh, my God. Well, Shut up, I was Jennifer. trying. <laughs> he passed away on Monday the 25th, uh, 77 years old, uh, after a long battle with Parkinson's. I had no idea that he had Parkinson's, quite frankly. Hmm. Um, I love that show, though, so I just wanted to mention that. Pawn Stars? Yeah. Is that 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 is the D- Detroit-based one? No, 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 no. This is the Las Vegas. Oh, is oh gosh, hardcore pawn. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I know, I know who you're talking about yeah. now. Because there's the uh... father, <laughs> son, grandpa, right, broad friend. Yeah, I can't watch that show because of the 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 dad, the 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 fully bald guy. His laugh, I can't do it. <laughs> it's like every time he thinks something's funny, it's just it's almost like they they turn the volume up every time he laughs, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a fake laugh, too. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Learn how to laugh, you weirdo. <laughs> All right. I almost uh, passed out by doing that. Let's, I feel lightheaded. It's weird. Let's move on to some movie news. Um, it seems like Marvel, <laughs> like every time DC does something semi-successful, even if we didn't like it, Marvel just kind of swoops in and finds a way to like pull the rug out from underneath them. Let me show you how to do this. Um, <laughs> so uh, Marvel has... Now, granted, Marvel through Sony, so not Marvel Studios, but it's a Marvel property. Uh, they've snagged Jared Leto to star in Morbius, the living vampire movie. Oh, really? Which we've talked about on the show before. That yeah. They were, that they were making one. Apparently, Jared Leto is going to be starring in it. Uh, there's no starring word... Starring in it as Morbius? There's or? no word on that, but who else would he be? I mean, it's right. he's yeah. what other actor... What other role could he play at that caliber of actor? Um, yeah. It stands to reason that he would be. Sure. But, uh, so that's actually kind of cool. I think Jared Leto would play a great vampire. Is he going to bring his drummer with him? <laughs> like then they just do everything together now or something? <laughs> Maybe. Um, he's gonna have a camera crew around him, twenty four seven, just following with steady cam. I just learned that uh, I, I was over at our buddy Greg's house a couple nights ago, and uh, his wife, her one of her good friends, dated Shannon Leto oh, for, really? like, for like three years. Like oh, recently? Wow. Uh, it was it was a few years ago. Oh, wow. so, said he's just like the biggest cock in the world. <laughs> Not has the biggest cock. He is the he like he's a dick. You are what you eat. <laughs> oh, I see. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Um. So we've talked about uh, the great Joe Bob Briggs before, and uh, did a show, a little show called Monster Vision. Monster Vision, which is a pretty fantastic. Back on TNT. TNT, I think. TNT, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Joe Bob Briggs is coming back for a 24-hour marathon on Shudder. Oh, nice. I believe we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, I've seen ads for it. Something didn't happen or whatever, but this is going to be happening on July uh, 13th through the 14th for 24 hours. Uh, it's going to be 13 films curated by Joe Bob. This cool. will, and it's being called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, so I think this is going to be his final hurrah like with, that, with that character or whatever. I don't think he's done it in a long <clears throat> time. It's pretty cool that he's doing it with Shudder. I completely agree. I actually yeah. almost want to like take the 24 hours off and just watch just watch all the just movies watch it yeah that'd be fun we didn't um, have to take time off for E3 this year so do it that's, there you go it's now true. do you think oh, that, this is gonna be on a Saturday do you think, think it's gonna oh, be, be you think it's gonna be just like a 24 hour live stream yes. thing and then that's I mean will they actually will it be available after that to watch if you want I would imagine so but Shutter has a thing called Shutter TV mm-hmm. so you basically sign into it and it's it's like a TV channel right. that you stream through the app mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool um that, like I said, that will be taking place July 13th through the 14th. Uh, the three movies they're starting with are Tourist Trap, Sleepaway Camp, and Basket Case. Three fantastic flicks. So, uh, like I said, I kind of want to just 
pull a 24 hour er and uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh and watch it that'd be cool uh only on shutter uh let's see here uh nightbreed uh clive barker's nightbreed is being developed for a sci-fi television series mm-hmm. on the channel sci-fi not just sci-fi yeah um very cool uh barker is involved in some capacity i'm not sure exactly how much i think he's on the producing side of it mm-hmm. but uh, he is going to be uh involved and that's pretty awesome i think in this day and age it's very topical and that uh it would fit well with the current goings-ons. It's basically about, like, racism. Oh, out, outcasts. And... Yeah, it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's basically about, like, racism, only it's humans and monsters. Right. It's kind of how that, that series was, or that, right. that movie was. Um, so that's pretty cool. I do love that movie. Is there any information about what nope, the... not no. a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, so just the fact that's happening, though, is enough for me at this yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. Sounds cool. Um, I'm going to save this one because this is my favorite news of the week. Um... There's a cool book coming out called Ad Nauseum. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is uh, it's a 1980s uh, retro horror advertisement book, like a coffee table book, mm-hmm. where uh, it's the guy from um, a Rue Morgue is putting it out, and it's the former editor and writer of Fangoria. I forget, I didn't write the guy's name down because I'm an idiot. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's nearly 500 vintage ads, and it's just like ads that you would have seen in like Variety or, or any other like print ads. <clears throat> and it's. <laughs> Shut um, up! <laughs> that's what you uh, get when you use your phone for your notes. Yeah, I might. I forgot my power cord for my computer, so I'm phoning it today. I'm phoning it in, guys. Phoning <laughs> <laughs> it in. Uh, Phil Noble is that the guy you're talking about? The uh, the editor? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think this is pretty cool. I love old advertisement stuff. Like I'm I'm a big advertising fan. So this is kind of right up my alley, and it's all old horror stuff, and it's very cool. That's yeah, cool. that's awesome. I like the kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's coming out, I believe, uh, this fall uh, at some point in time. Uh, let's see here. Plus, Mike likes Mike. Mike likes books that are like mostly pretty pictures and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, he's, he's not real good with the words. I like the, the ones with the color. Those ones are my favorite. <laughs> I can't really stand the lines though. It's I'm not good at it. Um, so a uh, lot of Spawn news coming out lately, and uh, this one's very exciting. Todd, Todd McFarlane. Uh, Todd, <laughs> Todd McFarlane uh, just teased. A push for a Venom Spawn crossover. Oh, really? Which is amazing. Like two movies that I have been talking about well, almost like, at nauseum. Well, you huh? go- <laughs> uh, to, uh, like lately because I'm looking forward to both of them so much. Well, because you said like you, you wish you hope that the new Venom looks like the old Spawn. Yeah, the- and I didn't know that Todd <clears throat> McFarlane was a co-creator of Venom. I didn't know that. Oh, so, I don't think I did either. So he wants to do it. Excuse me. He. Uh, he basically he said that in the interviews that he's going to bring it to the powers that be and really push for it uh, coming in the future. Now he put like a ten year time gap on it, so I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. But if the Venom movies take off and they do well, mm-hmm. and there's, there's this whole uh, Spider-Man villain universe that they create, then why not? You know yeah. why why wouldn't you bring that in? Yeah, that'd be that's awesome. Cool. That'd be that'd be fun. Um, I think that'd be the first time that you'd have two different um, characters from compete like different. Uh, worlds basically yeah in, in movie form combining so that's kind of cool it might be a correction uh don <laughs> don man yeah probably uh don mancini finally teased the new chucky tv series ah. which is very very cool mm-hmm. uh he just put up a little like almost like a, a gif if you will and um <clears throat> a gif uh, <laughs> no gif shut up he, it was basically just that saying that it was coming soon but that's very cool so if he's, if he's starting to tease it that means they're probably close to putting something out which is very exciting to me. Uh, also, uh, speaking of Chucky, 
Fright Rags, the uh, t-shirt company, they all do t-shirts, pins, tons of different merch. For yeah, they do movies. a lot of cool stuff. They're putting out a line, a new line of child's play trading cards, complete with bubblegum cards. Yeah, nice. <laughs> very, very cool. They look like old 80s style collector trading cards. And I kind of want them for I could, no other reason than they're, I need more shit. I could see them looking <laughs> like uh, like garbage pail kid yeah. Sort cards, of, kind of. Sort of. They're called good guy. Good guys cards. I believe is what they were called. That's cool. What were we talking about last week? They had the bubble gum. Was it the uh, Stranger Things pack or something like that? Oh, or, what was that? Something well, had the bubble gum. Uh, yeah. Sticks what was that? Shit, I can't remember. It had fruit stripes. You guys were talking about fruit. Yeah. Well, I said yeah. Be, yeah. Oh shit! What was that? I don't know. I can't oh, we're remember. So dumb. It it's got to be some. To it, I can't remember. Yeah, was it, yeah, it was something that was a throwback or something like that. Yeah. Was, it, was it Stranger Things? I don't know. I can't remember. Like what it was, was a special no, DVD. It was something that was coming out that had that looked like the VHS, like the Stranger Things series does. But oh, um, uh, it was the thing. Was it? Was that the, that's no. the thing? Shit. Oh yeah, because uh, they're doing they're doing <laughs> yeah because they're doing twelve movies that are coming out with uh, like vintage VHS packaging. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Well, I don't know. We'll have it in our corrections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're correcting something from last week from two weeks ago. Um, and to avoid a correction from last week, I know that the creator of GIFs says that, said that it's pronounced GIF, but he's an idiot. Just because you created something doesn't mean you write the rules. It's GIF because the first word is graphic, and it's not graphic. you <laughs> Gir- stupid giraffic. idiot. Giraffic Park. It's Giraffic Park. Why don't they call the giraffe exhibit that at the zoos? <laughs> that would be good. Why wouldn't that, they do it? Let's open that a zoo. Genius. Let's open a zoo specifically to For do giraffes. That. It'll just be giraffes. Nice. It'll be Jurassic Park. Nice. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Well, how's, well, how's all the something. employees from Toys R Us that lost their jobs? They can come. They can come oh, live. In the, they can repurpose the Jeffrey, the, all the Jeffrey uh, costumes. And have Welcome them walking around Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> because you don't actually have any real giraffes. They're just all the Jeffrey costumes and stuffed animals. I did that job. I was Jeffrey the giraffe. <clears throat> you oh, were. I did, for, I did it for a couple years, yeah. How did it feel to... How did it feel to be tall for once in your life? Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what. I, I've, played, I've played characters, sidebar. I've done costume work, though, at two of my jobs, and I loved it. I thought it was, it was super fun. I was Jeffrey the giraffe. And then there was a uh, a kid's little like indoor park thing called Jeepers, and mm. there was a monkey. It was like food, fun, and a barrel of monkeys or something like that was their <laughs> thing. And they had like a big monkey thing, and I was the the monkey, and I was like really good at it. Like, if you're an animated person, it's awesome because people can't see you. So, you can so there like wasn't an, an actual monkey ever. No. Not, not a real monkey. Son of a bitch. That was bullshit. Was. And I always walked around. And I was little at that time. I'm like, where's this fucking monkey? I don't see a monkey anywhere. Oh, uh, jeepers. Next, next thing I know, you're going to be telling me that the characters at Chuck E. Cheese aren't real. I mean, they're real scary. <laughs> they're yes, terrifying. They are. But they're they're real, though, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the yeah. band with the... Sure. the, the Major the, Magics? Yeah. Major Magic's, Major Magic's had the band. Yeah. What's Major, Major Magic's? They both did. No, so Chuck E. Cheese does, oh, Chuck too. Chuck E. Cheese has a band, too. I don't mind Spoon. He's from up in, he's from up in the bad acts. They don't have Major Magic's. Have Somebody Magic's. tell me what the hell Major, <laughs> Major Magic's like was like Chuck E. Cheese, but better. They had a, a, a band with drums and everything. That if, it, it, They did it better than a Chuck E. Cheese with, wait, did. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. A band with like drums? Like live playing drums. Like all the characters actually played. Was it actually people like in no, the costumes? No, it was creepy animatronics. I it was basically the exact same thing. It was a pizza place for kids. They have the ball pits and the arcade games and tickets yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. It was basically, basically the same exact thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, Major Magic was just better. 
Cool. <laughs> in, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry for the tangent. Um, okay, <clears throat> next up, we have Blue's Doom. Oh, 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 I think you mean you mean tangent. Yay, he did it! I finally got oh, to see shit. it live. I, should, I shouldn't have done it when Jen was here. I was waiting for you to not do it again. I figured you so, would just out of spite. Yes, thank you, Jay, for the, that correction. I I, think, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. I, uh, I, I think that might be the last time I do that. I think I'm going to retire it. Blues with you? I think so. We've we've started and retired so many <laughs> things know. on this show. You can just pretty much do it. It's like it's like seasons of our show. Whatever. It's like different things happen. And yeah. So oh, so after this after this uh, this freedom episode, it'll it'll be the next season. There you go. There's actually podcasts who do seasons. Yeah. Which is weird. They're smart. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> they take time off. <laughs> nah, screw that. All right, blues. Here we go. If you love the Universal Monsters Essential Collection Blu-ray set. But you were kind of bummed out that it only contained the eight core Universal Monster movies? Well, you're in luck. August 28th, the complete Legacy Collection will be hitting Blu-ray. Very cool. So this includes the uh, entire 30-film collection that spans from 1931 to 1956. It includes a 48-page collectible book, hours of bonus features including behind-the-scenes documentaries, the 1931 Spanish version of Dracula, Mm -hmm. featurettes on Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and Lon Chaney Jr., if those are the same ones that they ran on, uh, um, like one of the local stations here during Halloween, they did all three of the they did uh, spotlights on all three Bella Bella Boris and Lon Chaney, mm-hmm. and they were incredible. They were so really? awesome. So if it's the same thing, oh, and Jack Pierce, I didn't see that one, but uh, uh, thirteen expert f- expert feature commentaries, archival footage, production photographs, and theatrical trailers, plus much more. Very cool. And that's all I got for blues this week. That's it? Slow week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, weird. 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 <clears throat> um, cool. Unless unless something popped up in the last two hours, but... No, I um, those Legacy collections are, are awesome. I think I we, we've talked about them before, how I prefer the DVDs, because well, packaging's better. Yeah, so they, they actually released all 30 of these films yeah. in the Legacy DVD collection. Yeah, the individual ones for right. each, each character. But now they're doing like a complete... Like yep. huge. So if you don't have any set. of them, though, this is a good good deal because I think it breaks down like five bucks a movie, which right. is pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, my last bit of news and my my favorite piece of news because it has to do with one of my my personal guilty pleasures uh, ever. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Director <laughs> Adam Marcus <laughs> is developing a Crichton Duke spinoff film. Now, if you don't remember who Crichton Duke is, he's the bounty hunter that knows like everything about Jason. He's like the um, He's like the, basically like the, he looks like Crocodile Dundee, just yeah. like the black version of him, I guess. I don't know, I don't know how else to say that, but, yeah, and, and he's awesome, and uh, he's, yeah, he's the bounty hunter that knows everything that there is to know about Jason, and he's the one that... So they're doing a spinoff? They're, he's developing a spinoff that's all about Crichton Duke, and how... Now, the weird thing is, is that the Friday the 13th movies are caught up in all this mum, legal mumbo-jumbo right, right now, so... All the director has to do is basically make this movie about that character, mm-hmm. just never refer to him by name, and never refer to Jason by name, and he can absolutely make a movie that still exists in that universe, just without name dropping. Well, and I'm assuming too, it's so it's not going to have anything to do with Jason because he's a he's a sure. bounty hunter. Like he might have been an expert at, at at hunting Jason, but it was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure he hunts all sorts of villains yeah so so yeah they could do a spinoff and just like he could be the man with no name at the very end that goes they call him the duke or something like they yeah. can do something stupid like that you well know? you think yeah. even the name Crichton, uh 
Crichton Duke? Yeah. You think that they wouldn't even oh, be well, able to well, use they would that? Well, they own it. The, whoever owns the rights probably owns all the rights to the characters in the franchise. I don't know how that would work, but I'm assuming. I kind of thought that the... Because uh, the whole thing with Victor Selva is... Not Victor Selva. What the hell's his name? Uh, Victor Selva's the guy from Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, I was What's, say, uh, what, what the hell's his name? Oh, I can um, look it up, but I don't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... Uh, we talked about him last week. The guy, yeah, yeah the guy I that's think... suing him, the, the original writer of yeah. the first movie. Yeah. Jeez, why can't I think of his name? But it, but that's mostly just for the character of Jason, isn't it? Yes. So. But uh, yeah, I don't. So I don't, so they could probably if... use they could probably use Crichton. Du- like I don't think he's suing for like complete, uh, like complete ownership over the entire series or no, anything the, like that. The article that I had read, though, mentioned that that's what he would have to do. So oh. Oh, I, oh, so that, I don't okay. know specifically what the details are. I'm kind of just going off the right release on. that I read. But, okay. Um, but yeah. So. That would be cool. Miller. Victor Miller. Victor Miller. Jeez, what did I say? Victor Selva? Victor okay. Selva. Victor Selva. Victor Selva. Don't put his name Ugh. in the song. Um, Gross. Anyway, that uh, that is your news for this Wednesday. Okay, that was the news. <laughs> Freedom. I, I see. Figure. I figured Mike said he was retiring his. Uh, <laughs> so I figured I should retire my my boom. That was the news and oh, come up with something new. All right, we're gonna retire two things and do I, at the same do, time. Do you want to, you want to hear it one last finale. time? Yeah. Boom! That was the news. Uh, All right. It went down good. It went down good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, stand, might, standing ovation. I might just bring it back next week. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it out of retirement. It's more fun. <laughs> so uh, so that was your news. Uh, we're going to take a break and get back to the tofu. And uh, yeah, we're talking about possibly, well, it's not even possible. It's my favorite alien invasion movie probably ever. Really? No, oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Sorry, I didn't get your uh, your text until later. What's that? About Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm falling asleep here, but it's okay. All right, so uh, we're talking about Independence Day and Independence Day resurgence. <clears throat> Before you get to that, you you want a little Coke? Yes. Help get you going. We'll I have bu- some Coca-Cola right upstairs. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can use some caffeine right now. This is a... Uh, I could use a bump, actually, burp. if you got any of that. Quick bump. Just some bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was the... Uh, was the uh, the band where they literally was talking about bumping crystal meth? Was it uh, Third Eye Blind? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 They, it's like the only pop song to ever openly just sing about bumping crystal meth in the most positive way possible. It's it's, it's so bizarre. It's funny how they like they used to play that at school dances and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it bumped up. And then I have it and then, then I, I bumped again. Then I bumped again. Say. They actually say crystal meth in the song too. Like, yeah, bumming crystal meth and doing crystal meth, doing crystal meth, booking you up and doing crystal meth, bid you up until you stay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's crazy. It's what a bizarre world we live in. I mean, it's not. It's not that bizarre. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's not bizarre to talk about that. It's just bizarre that that song was so popular and we would like dance to it at school function at yeah. Stuff, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah so sorry what were you saying no I was saying you ever think about that like songs that from when we were kids and you listen back to them later and you're like oh my god why did anybody ever let me listen to that at the age of 12 <laughs> like, like, like they're so bad like Primer 55 
Why did anybody that? let me listen to that? What is that? <laughs> it's a terrible rap rock band <laughs> that I listened to back in the 90s. Oh, you've made me listen to that before. Oh, yeah. It is awful. Oh, yeah, it's you terrible. Know, he called me yesterday and he said, September 28th. It was Mar- today. It was Mar- today. Was that today? <laughs> was today. That was today? Oh, my gosh. My days just bleed together. Uh, he, he calls me. He's like, September 28th. Mark your calendar. I was like, why? He's like, you Thank we're, you, sir. we're going to Freedom Hill to see Limp Biscuit. I'm like, no. Jay, you going? Oh, I'm no. not. I'm not paying money to go see At Limp Biscuit. Independence Hill. Freedom! Freedom! <laughs> All right, that, uh... back to the topic at hand here. Um, you know, I said that it was my favorite uh, alien uh, alien invasion invasion movie, and you gave me a weird look. Not alien abduction movie, because that would yes. be fire in the sky, hands right. down. Yeah. So, the same. But, um, yeah, Independence Day 1996, directed by Roland Emmerich. If you've not seen Independence Day, first off... Shame on you. Who are you? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Probably, an, probably you? an alien. Why are you? That's that's that. Those are my questions for you. You know, that being said, though, I, this movie we were already eleven years old by the time this came out. Some, some, it, like I, on a day to day basis, come in contact with people who weren't born until the two thousands. Which you, is creepy. why do you hang around so many kids? I don't, <laughs> I don't hang around kids, but like, uh, not a day to day basis, but like, uh, you know, like when we go to. Tuesdays we, and Thursdays after five. <laughs> <laughs> Just over the phone, though. I keep it. I keep it strictly over the phone. Uh, no, but like we just went to a family reunion last weekend, and the like. I'm an old person in that family. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, obviously, we got the generation above sure. us. But like all of Aaron's cousins and stuff, these kids were all born like mm-hmm. 98, 99, 2000. Some were born like 2006. They don't know what the hell this is. So it makes sense. I mean, I guess. Um, but, but still, shame well, on you. You fine, should yeah. see this movie. If you haven't, shame on you. Go see it because it's a, it's 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 the best. It's it's, the, it's it's about the entire world, especially in these turbulent times that we live in. It's about the entire world coming together and taking on one common foe. And this is and that's absolute, a powerful message. North Korea. It's that's absolutely a, right. It's a powerful message. It's absolutely relevant today. I mean, look, we're developing a space force. Space force. <laughs> sure. it's space force. <laughs> this is actually like when we start because we watched Independence Day Resurgence yesterday, and I was like, "This is exactly what space force yes. is going to be. It's it's a real thing, and it's going to be this." You know the best part about it? The presidential shuttle is going to be called Space Force One. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Noise. <laughs> so looking forward to that. Um, anyway, uh, so Independence Day, uh, starring Will Smith as Ca- oh wait, let's get a let's get a synopsis. <laughs> Can here. you imagine if the President Whitmore would have just looked back at <laughs> uh, Gen- General uh, William with the General William General. Gray and and they're being attacked by these giant spaceships and he says, General, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Get on what? What am I supposed to do? It's aliens. That's uh, no, just get on it. All right, space uh, force. The aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Get it? The will. Ah, oh, Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> look at look at that bunch of bunch of smart guys. All right, so you have Will Smith, who is Captain Stephen Hiller, Bill Pullman, uh, uh, President uh, Whitmore. Jeff, Jeff, the Gold Goldblum as uh, David Levinson. Uh, who else we got Levinson. here? Levinson. Levinson, sorry. Levinson. <laughs> Levinson. <laughs> what, what the hell is wrong with your, your brain? Uh, you, have, you have the incomparable Judd Hirsch as Julius Levinson. Uh, who else we got here? We got uh, Robert Loegia. Oh, dude. Lo- dude, come on. 
Sorry, give it to me. Loja. Lo is it Loja? Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Sorry. R is for. <laughs> no, L is for. Look over there. It's Robert Loja. <laughs> o is for. Oh my God! It's Robert Loja. <laughs> is that from something? Family Guy. Oh. <laughs> Come on. How do you know? Robert Logia. Oh, Michael. Disappointed in Terrible you. Terrible names. You know that. <laughs> uh, he is General Gray. Uh, the the still sane Randy Quaid as Russell Chase. Randy Quaid in real life is slowly becoming his character. He's from not this, slowly. Not even he's slowly. There. Like, he's there. He's oh, there. He exactly. is his character from... Full on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, James uh, Rebhorn as uh, Nimziki. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, Adam Baldwin. I always forget that Adam Baldwin's mm -hmm. in this movie. Always forget it. Uh, he is playing another cop, go figure, or FBI agent, whatever. No, he's it's kind he, of what he's good he's at. A, he's, he's a major. Military. He's a major. In the Sorry. Uh, you have Brent Spinner, who plays Dr. Oaken. Spiner. Spiner. Is this, yeah, Spiner. I like Spinner better. Um, <laughs> you James, would. The, the greatest actor. because that's, that's Mike's type. <laughs> the, the Spinner. <laughs> the greatest actor of our generation, James Duvall, <laughs> as Miguel. Russell, you idiot! <laughs> Lucas's farm is on, on the, the other side, side of town. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. What are you doing? <laughs> Vivica A. Fox. This 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 cast is stacked. It's crazy. You have Vivica A. Fox uh, uh, plays Jasmine. Harry Connick Jr. I always forget the Harry Connick Jr. Oh, in this yeah. movie. Didn't even realize it until Jimmy, probably a couple years ago. But what's his name? Jimmy Wilder in yep, this movie? Jimmy Wilder. Uh, and then you have Giuseppe Andrews. Who, if you don't know who Giuseppe Andrews is, we've talked about him before mm -hmm. in a little movie called Cabin Fever. Mm. He's the party man. Party man. He's the party man, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you skipped right over Harvey Firestein. Oh, I did. You're right. What a what a like uh, what is with his voice? I, I... <laughs> seriously, because that's just his natural yeah, voice. It's not a character. It's just why, <laughs> David? Why am I telling my mother to go to Atlantic City? <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Like, he's one of my favorite people in this whole movie. It's, oh it. yeah, like it's in like every he's, movie, he's in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He was amazing in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep, like, yep. But what is that voice? It sounds like he smokes like just nonstop. Like in between takes, he's, he's just spent, chain smoking like fifty he's cigarettes. Spent a year of his life just chain smoking like with a ventilator, <laughs> and then stopped and just permanently damaged his lungs. That's it. Um, the last, the last face that I picked out. I don't know if you picked this out. Uh, Leland Orser played a tech well, in there there's a scene when they're they're autopsying the live alien and they're getting him out of its suit. Yeah. Leland Orser is the guy that played the main bad guy in the Bone Collector. We've talked about him on the show before. And oh. He's in a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. He's in the tiniest little role in Independence Day, probably before he was a bigger actor. And but I noticed him. Oh, and he's he's in so much stuff. Too. Tons of stuff. Yeah. I didn't. When you said his name, the name sounded really familiar too. And now that I'm looking at his IMDb page, his like he's got one of the most recognizable faces yep. as a as a character yep. actor. He's everywhere. Yeah, but he plays a little medicist, and he doesn't even have a name. Is I don't even think I realized that was him in that scene. Techie slash medicistant one. That's yeah. his credit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. But um, anyway, that's the cast. Crazy, crazy cast in this movie. <clears throat> and growing up watching this as a kid, I never realized how many names were in it. You know, like, mm -hmm. I knew Will Smith because he was the Fresh Prince. You know, I knew, obviously, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Bill Pullman, whatever. But that that was it. A lot of these other people, I right. had no idea who they were when I first saw this yeah. movie. This was also, uh, I think this was Mae Whitman's first movie as a child. She played... Um she played the the daughter of the president. Yeah, the first kid. And she she went on to she's been in a ton of movies. She was in uh, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. 
she was in the parent that parenthood show she's in a new show now on like abc or something like that but she she went on to have a really good career too yep she um, was in uh the sequel <laughs> oh no she wasn't oh, oh no she wasn't we'll get there <laughs> yeah um okay so anyway uh independence day like i i don't, want, I don't need to necessarily go through this movie because i think everyone's seen it i um no spoilers I, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, There's aliens. I sorry. I've seen this movie so many times that when I watch it now, it's almost like I, I don't need to pay attention to it. You yeah. know, like it's one of those movies I just put on because I enjoy just listening to it because I know it so well. Right. I don't need to look at the screen. I can exactly. Just, I, I know every scene like the back mm-hmm. of my hand. So when I rewatched it for for our purposes, it was the first time that I'd sat down and actually watched it and taken everything in in a long time. Yeah. And I, uh, I ended up watching it twice. I watched it on uh, good old trusty laser disc. Glorious laser disc. Glorious laser disc because that glorious, glorious. <laughs> um, so it, I watched that one because it's the uh, it has the special edition on it. It's with all the extended scenes, deleted scenes. It's a uh, the movie is ten minutes longer. Uh, it's got a uh, it's the deleted scene that has the alternate ending. Which did you watch? I didn't. Oh, James. So can you tell me what it yes, is? Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's nothing that really changes the story. A lot of it's just character <clears throat> development. Uh, a lot of little funny things they just kind of took out. Uh-huh. They talk about how President Whitmore was in the top ten sexiest men once again from People magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just stuff like that. That's just little things. Um, they dive into uh, Randy Quaid's character a little more, right? They, yes, they do. They, actually, they, they go into um, how Miguel, who is like a Latino kid. Miguel. Miguel. Is a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Miguel. He's like Latino, I think, right? That's his, his heritage? I think he's Latino? Yeah. And uh, it never made are, sense. Are you that, talking about in real life? Yeah. Uh, is, is he Latino or is he... he um, I suppose he could be Italian, too, like really Italian. Uh, that J- darker complexion. Duval. Really Italian? Yeah. Uh, well, he was born in Detroit, Michigan. So. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I don't know what his actual heritage, heritage is, yeah. though. Anyway, though, uh, he looks, though, very different from the other sons. And so one of the, the deleted scenes goes into how the daughter and the younger son are both Randy Quaid's uh, kids. But Miguel is basically the son of a woman that he married. And so it goes into that more, so you get more of the the dichotomy of the of the family, like a lot more. It makes a lot more sense, quite frankly. If you'd like to know real quick, yes, uh, Duval is mixed ancestry. His mother is native of Saigon. Okay, uh, is a the Saigon whore bit my nose off. <laughs> <laughs> is a Viet- Vietnamese French descent, and his okay. father is of Irish Native American French ancestry. Okay. So that's a mix of a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a mutt. It's probably yeah. the, the the Vietnamese Native American parts that I'm seeing yeah. more to give him that, that, that his that complexion, complexion and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody so gets not of, Latino, then. if anybody gets offended by Mike calling him a mutt, just know <laughs> we we refer to ourselves as mutts as well. Yes. I, I've always said oh, yeah. I've always said I'm a mutt because I'm I'm uh, German, Irish, Polish, and Scottish, so I'm a mutt. And it's part, not offensive. And part, part Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> and part. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so they go into that he- more. He- heavy, heavy, heavy on the cock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, he's throwing me off. So, yeah, uh, the deleted scenes uh, go into a lot of that stuff. But I wanted to watch both cuts of the movie, and so I also own it on Blu-ray. Uh, so I watched the extended cut with the original transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, from back in the day, and I gotta tell you, 
for all of my for all of my very fond memories of this movie, uh-huh. the original cut of this movie, uh, or the original transfer of this movie, like the, with the effects laid in, how you would have seen it, like in theaters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, man, they they did not hold up near as well as my memory had said they did. Really? Um, the effects are amazing because they're all practical. Like, yeah. All the explosions throughout the city, those were all done on on the like, big mop. Excuse me, big models. The scenes miniatures, where, like miniatures, this. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this movie actually, uh, just to interject real quick. This movie actually holds the records for it holds the world record for use of miniatures. Yeah, well, they actually built like there's canyons where there's planes flying through the mm-hmm. canyons when Will Smith's being trailed by one of the alien ships. Yeah. That was all done in miniatures. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, all the canyon, oh, wow. everything was done miniature, and that's why it looks amazing. Yeah, it's there's no CG in it. That. However, what didn't hold up? I mean, there is some CG. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but what didn't hold up though? Was when they composited shots. Right. They, there's a scene when they're in the uh, in the tunnel when uh, Jasmine's taking taking her son, and they're she she just macho man kicks the door down, which oh. would never happen in real life. Um, kick in the metal frame door mm-hmm. to get in while the the tunnel's exploding, mm-hmm. and she calls for a dog, Boomer, <laughs> and uh, the dog is jumping from hood to hood. It looks terrible. Yeah, it looks really it looks, bad. It almost you can almost see like the like the the MS paint cut lines around yeah. his like tail and stuff. It's really bad. But that's one of the best scenes. That's a great scene because mm-hmm. yeah. because because the dog lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that like that's there's, such a good move in a movie. There's there's two thing there's two directions you can go when you have a cute dog in a movie. If you really want to shock people, you kill the dog. A la uh, Fear, featuring Marky Mark Wahlberg, decapitated dog. Or Aww. you think the dog's gonna die. Say your mother today. And then you yeah, <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> and then or or you you think the dog's gonna die, and then in one heroic moment he dives into the tunnel just before the flaming like, wreckage hits him. Right. Like the golden retriever and, and homeward bound. Homeward bound. Exactly. Yeah. Comes back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> that movie. I haven't seen it in quite a few years, but that movie used to just just, rip just you hit, up. hit me right in the heart. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, though, yeah. So there was that scene, and then the, at the very end, the the dog fights between the aliens and the and when Whitmore's up in this plane or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those composite scenes are just they're just not good. And there are a lot of the explosions during those composite scenes yeah. were stock explosions, and you oh, can really? totally you can absolutely tell. Now, yeah. when I rewatched it on the Blu-ray, they they had to have gone back in and cleaned Retouched it. Retouched them a little and, bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The new transfer probably helped a lot too. Right, uh, and I, I, I they had to have because it looks. So much better. Um, so this is one of those rare instances where I would say absolutely get the newer, the newer. There you go. Because I was just gonna call you out on that. How you always say uh, the, the classic. You know? It's funny. I was telling Jen this the other day. I'm slowly, or maybe it was you. I don't know. So I told somebody. I'm slowly starting to reverse my feeling on new transfers. Um, I still, I still appreciate. I think you you should appreciate movies the way they looked back in the day. Cause I think it gives you a more well rounded version of what people saw back then. Well, the thing is, you know, the, the, but, thi- the thing is because you're used to see, like Independence Day probably looked amazing on VHS with that with that graininess. It, it, it you probably didn't maybe. you probably didn't see like the shitty outline around yeah, the dog. Yeah, laser and was stuff definitely like better that. than than VHS for sure. Right. But, but then how would it have how would it have looked though on a on a screen though in HD in the theater? You know, I wonder did, were we just so not used to seeing those types of effects because that was a big yeah big effects movie. Yeah. So I wonder if we were just so blown away by what was happening, we didn't pay attention to it. That's quite you know what I'm possible. saying? So well, I don't know. Really? Our our standard that we're at today is so um 
out there compared to what it was that you know what the standard sure. was at that time. So things like that you didn't notice and it didn't matter. Right. You know, sure. it's not like oh well, look at those guys. Are, those planes are actually puppets that are hanging there. You know, take an old movie or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Back then they're like whoa, look at those planes. Great instance. I remember when we got a Sega Dreamcast. I was like. Oh my God! Look at the Sonic the Hedgehog this. going through <laughs> yeah. the city on the demo disc. That looks so real. <laughs> yeah. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back and look at it now. I'm like, Ooh, what's that from like 1920? <laughs> this is just a bunch it's, of squares. It's almost <laughs> black and white. Right. <laughs> like, well, and I mean, think about uh, think about like old Ray Harryhausen movies. That those that, still that, hold up, man. Oh, they they hold so up. Good. They hold up because they have a special place in your heart. But yeah. like people used to see those, the like the clay, like, like the, yeah. the the claymation or the stop motion or whatever. Not claymation, stop motion. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how do you even do that? And now we see it and we're like, this looks like... the hell is that? Uh, celebrity death man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, one thing you mentioned about you turning over to the uh, the dark side, your dark side anyway, of, <laughs> yeah. of appreciating digital. Um, one thing that still gets me is that with film and stuff like that, like digital is the way to go. It has to be pristine. It has to be crisp and clear. Mm-hmm. And in all audio recording stuff, it's oh we got to get that. Even though we're recording digital, it has to have that tape emulator to give it the old school sound. Want it to sound it's like got, it's, it's got to warm yeah. up. Yep. It has to have it has to have that warmth. It loses it. Has too much crispness if it's digital <laughs> so like when's that gonna come around and like well you know it's kind of it's, pr- it's the opposite well, they're starting you know? to do it because they're releasing horror movies on vhs now like they're yeah. purposely making it look a little bit shittier to right. get that static to it so it is happening a little bit but it's not near as widespread as like in the recording no right, right. yeah well, i just it, laugh at that but yeah. you're but but with recording and so I, I mean especially in certain genres it's uh or not genres i i uh do you still call it no yeah. what the hell do you call it in yeah, it's generous. Is it genre? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm so far removed from music now. Uh, like with, it's 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 getting like to the point where it, it's going even further and further and further away from wanting to be that pristine sound. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, like recording... you were saying, like some people. I was listening to a band the other day uh, called Saint Saint Cinder, and it sounded like they literally just, like. They set up in that corner of the room over there, and there was like one of these mics over here, <laughs> and they're like, "We just want you can barely hear the vocals," and that's what they wanted. Yeah, that I, that like, I can't stand. That's weird. That's yeah, no, that's, that's dumb. One band I love like that is Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah. Dude, well, man, they, have, they went and they recorded with. Uh, sorry, just not off the tangent. <laughs> but, they, but they recorded with all the classic gear like they used to use. They said we want this, 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 and this, and they put it in a studio to make that record. And it sounds awesome, and it sounds like it's from the. They have 50s. that old like fifties vibe to yeah. them. Yeah, I love and his voice too. Is, is yeah. it sounds like it fits back in the fifties? It's sorry, guys. I didn't know that Daniel Radcliffe had a band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, it was uh, Frankie Muniz. Was was Frank, yeah, that Frankie Muniz. <laughs> I think Macaulay Culkin was in there somewhere. <laughs> hey, when you get a, a bunch of musicians in a room, occasionally uh, you go off on a music tangent. So. Well, speaking of music, <laughs> speaking of music though, uh, I think this movie has, this movie is one of the best music cues ever. And when the very movie first opens, they're playing REM's uh, "It's the End of the World." Oh yeah, it's the perfect song. Yeah, for sure. To start this movie, mm-hmm. absolutely. I've always loved that song. It's like you know exactly what you're getting into. It literally like spells out the whole movie mm-hmm. in like four bars. You know, like, and, it's, and it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was very, very cool. Um, speaking of the effects we're talking about, this uh, this flick has so many iconic shots that, like, it, it almost, like, defines, like, that entire generation of action movies back mm-hmm. in the, uh, the early 90s. The shot when the aliens, the ships come out of the clouds and they're still, like, 
burning up through the atmosphere yeah. is one of I think the most iconic shots of in like sci-fi history. Yeah. Like it's oh, it's sure. definitely up there in the top ten, if not top five, when it's coming <clears> over <throat> the bridge and yeah. it's, it's just like coming out. It looks so good. And it's, it's just so creepy, and it's like, oh my god! Like you, 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 and that's, you hear spaceships coming down. And it's just a spaceship. No, this thing was like bursting through the atmosphere. It's on fire. It's it was like, very, it was very realistic because yeah. every every other movie that you see about alien ships coming to, into our atmosphere, you don't really get that effect. But if something enters our atmosphere, it heats up like that. Yeah. It would it would actually cause. Uh, Cause you know, like I mean, it burning was probably sensationalized like quite oh, a probably, bit. Probably, I'm but, sure, but, but yeah, but. That was such a cool effect, and then it's it's kind of just like flaming clouds for the first fifteen minutes, and then when the ship finally breaks through the clouds, and you see it, it was so like not to compare it already to the to the next movie, mm-hmm. but we're gonna end up doing this anyway. It was so much more effective in the first movie. Oh yeah, hands down. And even though even though the uh, the magnitude was was amped up like a hundredfold in the second movie, yeah. There was something about the way those ships, the way they made them look in the first movie, that was just so much more yep. effective. Yep. It was so. Oh man, it looked and it looked awesome. The other iconic shots, obviously, are when the ships attack for the first time. Mm-hmm. The, the green light, the straight down the center of the buildings, and then the, between the yeah. White House and then the main building. Yeah. In uh, uh, New York, it's like it's just the Empire it, Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Like it, it's it's they're they're like I said, so <laughs> iconic. Mm-hmm. Um. And those effects, those, those practical miniature effects. If you ever get the chance to watch the making of documentaries that are that are on the original Independence Day disc, watch them because they go in depth about the effects and how they did them. Fascinating watch, absolutely fascinating. That's actually really cool. I if you're into that. that kind of stuff, yeah. I think the ability to, to like the the ability to take miniatures and make it look because this is there's there's movies that have used miniatures before where you could tell that it was miniatures, mm-hmm. but. What they did in this movie with miniatures and how real they made it look was incredible. Yeah, I agree. You know? it, it's and it, it's never been duplicated. I don't think. I, I'm trying to think of any other movies like maybe Die Hard or something like that. I don't think Die Hard used very many miniatures though. Maybe when the they, for the explosions. Like like the big building explosion. Maybe or, yeah, because I mean that building still exists, so they didn't blow it up. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, maybe, I'm just trying to think of like big explosion set pieces like that. You know, like, there's well, because well because it was it period. was shortly after this that CG started to become mm-hmm. more prevalent, and then people then they production started to lean more toward that. Yeah. And that's why they they actually say um so like I said earlier, this one actually holds the 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 record for the most miniatures used. And uh, a lot of people speculate that it will hold that record forever because nobody uses miniatures no does anymore. anymore. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes some film productions might use it for small scenes and stuff like that, but they don't well, use it nearly as much as they used to. Hopefully, go the way of audio recordings, and people want to start. <laughs> Lean I mean, back they already are. They already are as far as practical effects go. A lot of places are starting to do practical effects over over generated right. effects because they look better. Yeah. You know? So who knows? Maybe maybe these effects will go the same the same way. Hopefully. It's just that you get like you get into these big uh Hollywood productions and <clears throat> they want they want the fastest and most effective way to do something and yeah. that's that's always <clears throat> gonna be CG. Yep. But then you've got people coming up from the like the mini major studios or even the indie studios who want to do things because they love to do them, not just because they want some more money in their pocket and they're mm-hmm. starting to lean back toward the, the old school way of doing things. Yeah. I think it's a very different type of artistry too when you're talking about 
that type of set design and that type of practical effects oh, absolutely. versus animated and, and your computer-generated effects. Not to say that one's necessarily more artistic than the other, but there it's a different feel to it. It's just a different... I mean, I mean, I'll, this might... I don't know if this would be an unpopular opinion, but I would say... I would personally say that doing the miniatures and practical effects is more artistic than... Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, okay, that's... I, not, not to take anything away from the guys who, no, who the, are amazing at doing computer-generated stuff. Like, good, that's amazing, yeah. but, like, it, it takes, like... It, it's, it's a completely different skill set and and I don't know. Like to me, I guess I I just am more personally more impressed by people who can do practical stuff. Yeah. That yeah. being said, though, that being said, though, if you're watching a movie and you can tell that there's uh, VFX, like visual, not VFX, but like digital effects, mm -hmm. then those people aren't doing their jobs right. Because technically speaking, you shouldn't te you should not be able to tell when you're seeing composited shots or when right. you're seeing. Well, you that, know, that all has, when you have that creatures and stuff with, like that, it's a little bit different. That all like, has to do with budget, though. Yeah, you know. Money. Sure. Some people are just better at their jobs too, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, things, you know that that you know, talking about practical or uh, miniatures that you don't see very often anymore. Another thing that you will never see again is the fact that Will Smith does not show up in this movie. Huge movie star Will Smith, like we know him now. You know, he wasn't. He was just the Fresh Prince back then. He was either coming off of it or was during it, and. You know, he didn't show up even, like, have any screen time until almost 25 minutes into the movie. Was this his first big movie? I believe... I think... I'm going to look it up right now. But, maybe this uh, or Bad Boys. But, mm, um... I want to say no, Bad, Bad Boys, Boys was, was after. like, 95. Yeah, Bad Boys was after. But um, his story doesn't start for an hour into the movie. Which That's I 20, never... It's 20 minutes. No, no. He, you see him for the first time. Oh, at about the 20, I think it's like the 23 minute mark. You see him for the very first time. Mm -hmm. But the bulk of his story, though. This was his first. Uh, does not start yeah. until an hour oh, into no. the movie, which is crazy. Oh, me. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. You you said you said maybe Bad Boys came first. And then I go, no, I think Bad Boys was 95. I was thinking of earlier when we were talking about Jurassic Park being oh, in 93. Yeah. Well, this was 96. This was 96. Yeah. So, yeah, Bad Boys was first. Okay. And then, so he was already, I guess, because Bad Boys was a, a pretty big movie. Yeah. So I would I would say he was probably a pretty big star at this point already. Yeah. But, that was the year Fresh Prince, Prince it, ended was ninety six. But he wasn't. Yeah. But he wasn't like the. He wasn't like the top build. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Pullman was. Goldblum was. Like those guys were. Even though if you look at IMDb now, he's top build for this. Of <laughs> um, Randy Quaid, huge at the time. So they all these other guys they focused on first because they were bigger actors. They mm -hmm. had bigger parts. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what else about this movie you want to talk about? Like, what other, what other things stood out to you that you maybe never pay attention to? or? I mean, obviously, the speech that Bill Pullman gives is amazing. Yeah. There, there's not a better piece of cinematic gold. <laughs> I, I actually, I was re-watching I was re, re uh, part of this movie today because I fell asleep the other night, unfortunately. I'm ashamed. But uh, um, I was re-watching this, and then I got to that speech, and I, I rewound the speech again. And I was like, I'm going to listen to that again. As soon as he hits that Dylan Thomas quote, even though I I think we said it's not it's not verbatim, it's, it's not, exactly. not exactly what the Dil but it's from the Dylan Thomas poem. I was like, yes, that is so epic. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, it's got like a Winston Churchill vibe too. Very much so. I was telling you guys when we when we were playing the intro, I you, I actually put that that speech on a mix CD before, like it opened <laughs> my mix CD so that I would put it in, I would hear it <laughs> because I loved it so much. I like uh, I like when he's going up there at the end with the gun and he's like, 
roaches check in, but they don't check out. <laughs> <laughs> or the part where the guy's wearing the, the Egger suit. Oh, wait, 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 the other Alien Wilson movie. That came out, like, right away after. <laughs> Actually, that was the next year, wasn't it? I think so. I think Men in Black, Black came out in 97. It was. I was just looking at that, that like, the late 90s were huge for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bad Boys. He had Independence Day. Um... That Wild Wild West movie came out in like ninety nine. Jim West, <laughs> Desperado, he had to write a, No, he had you don't a, want none of, none of this. Six gun of this, brother. <laughs> Sorry, what were saying? He had to write a song for every movie that he did. <laughs> he really Maybe that was did. part of his contract. We're like, <laughs> it really uh, was. Let's see here. The numbers we got you one point seven. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to do five hundred thousand, and uh, <laughs> and you have to write a song. <laughs> Well, that's a pretty good deal, actually. Because <laughs> Will was... Smith can just crap out songs. So. And he banked on those, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That um, was also when that el- that his biggest album came out, too. Like Big Willie style? With it. Yeah. yeah. Those were just like we were talking about with the, uh, the, the songs that we used to dance to at high school dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many Will Smith songs did you oh, dance yeah. to in yeah. junior high and high school? <laughs> Getting jiggy with it. I know that wasn't a, a movie song, but the Wild Wild West song, the Men in Black mm-hmm. song, those were always in rotation oh, at school. Yeah. Dances. I don't speak Spanish. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so before we move on, though, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the fact that you don't notice the stuff when when you're younger watching these kind of movies, but there are so many things in this movie that don't make any fucking sense in the real world whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, things that they decide to do or just things that they put in. Uh, for example, and this is maybe... Um, this is maybe why they took the scene out, but one of the extended scenes there, it's when, uh, Jeff Goldblum and his dad are driving to, uh, to the White House. And we didn't even talk about Judd Hirsch, by the way. Yeah, Judd Hirsch is so good. Sorry, go ahead. Um, they're driving to the White House and he's looking up her cell phone. He goes, oh yeah, she always keeps her cell phone listed for emergency uh, purposes, right? Yeah. Well, in the extended cut of that, he can't find her number because it's probably under a... Um, uh, a nickname or a pseudonym, or something. and I'm thinking to myself, if she always keeps a number listed for emergencies, why would she list it under something that nobody could fucking find? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I guess that's why they cut and it. Maybe out. that's why they cut it. There is um, there's some other stuff too, like uh, like when the um, when Will Smith is in the back of the pickup truck and he's got the alien and mm-hmm. they're going to Area 51 because apparently Area 51 is the easiest base in the entire world to find if. Uh, if you're pretty much like everyone ends up there, I find that kind of funny. Well, it's like not it's, area 51's not hard to find. Well, no, no. Like, let me let me rephrase. They can just like walk up though to the gates. Apparently, in the middle of the desert and the salt flats, and no one in real life. If you get like within five miles of Area 51, there's guys in like convoys telling that, you to go away. That was actually after this movie was made. It was it w- it wasn't until the late nineties that because there used to be uh um so there's there's footage of at one point in time there's footage of like a, a night vision camera scanning area fifty one, in this movie mm-hmm. that was real footage taken by uh, a guy who went out to it, it was a place called Freedom Ridge that looked out over area fifty one, and he took that night vision footage oh, really? and they used it in the movie shortly after this movie came out, uh, they made Freedom Ridge off-limits to the I'm public. I'm shocked they would actually use real footage of a supposedly top-secret military installation base that, up until recently, they didn't even claim existed. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they've, they've, they've never... 
they've never flat out said that it. I, I guess they, they did. never. They never said that it existed. They never denied it, but they right. never said that it existed. Right. Um, but even so, back to my point though. You have this entire caravan of people living in RVs. Which do people do that? Are there huge like caravans of people yes. that live in RVs like that? Yes. Well. Suddenly, though, you have this top-secret military installation that no one's supposed to know about, and they just open the front doors and let everybody come onto the base. <laughs> that would never happen. Well, the Earth is under siege by aliens, and he has one of them alive in the back of the right. truck. That's... If I let him go, why would they let everybody go? Did they really? Did they let yes. it? I guess they did. They yeah, just everybody kinda... was like on the base, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, but they didn't let any of them point... into the top-secret areas, though. They were just giving them... Like almost shelter somewhere they, to they let him onto the grounds, yeah. but they didn't let him into the like underground lair where Doctor Oaken was. Well, speaking of the underground lair, they get up to the the Adam Baldwin's leading him into the into that area or whatever, and uh, he says, "Let's go see it." He goes, "Oh, we can't. It's a sterile room. Everything will disintegrate." Basically, open it. And so he's like, <laughs> "Okay, well, I guess uh, years of research and funding are gonna go down the tube." <laughs> so he just opens it and they walk down. And all these people there, nobody seems to bat an eye. Even Dr. Oaken, who is like heading up, you think he'd be freaking out about non-sterile things coming into this environment. Mm -hmm. And then later on... Oh, but it's the president. But later on, when they're around the alien ship, which is down there, they got the fucking dog. Boomer's down there with him, too. So now you're bringing <laughs> a, a dirty-ass dog down into a sterile environment. They thought point, the world was sailed. coming to an end. Right. I, th I think like the rules change a little bit when you think the world's about to end. I just... just goes out the window at that point. <laughs> I just I'm I'm get rid of the rules, game. man. I guess, right. yeah. Like, I don't wear shoes in my apartment, but if I'm in a hurry and I forgot something, I'm wearing shoes in my apartment. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's different. <laughs> this is a sterile environment. Circumstances have changed. Yeah. And, and when um, when Jeff Goldblum is hammered, they just there's literally nobody around in, the, in this military installation. He's just destroying the place drunk because that would because <laughs> they'd let that happen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching it like this just doesn't make any this, sense. This doesn't add up. <laughs> uh, you you asked if there was any other notable things about this movie, and I will say, uh, by far my favorite character in the entire movie is um, Judd Hirsch's yeah, character, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Julius Levinson. Man, he's so good. He's just like he's not only the most lovable character, but he says mm -hmm. some of the uh, I I don't I don't want to say profound necessarily but like he's he's the guy who just has no he, he's the guy who has no uh like no reservations about saying anything no no reservations, reservations. rest in peace uh <laughs> like like when everybody you know everybody thinks there's supposed to be this like modicum of decorum around mm -hmm. the president like oh you can't say certain things around the yeah. president and everybody's trying to like skirt around certain issues and then he just busts in and he's like no no, none of you would be alive if it weren't for my David. You know, right. like like he's just no, talking that's, that's shit to everybody. That shit that crashed there in New Mexico. You do then, <laughs> and you do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like he I just tells it. it how it is. He's he's the most amazing old man. And I wish he was my grandpa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, or my I love, president. I, I love my grandpa, <laughs> I but I also wish he was my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just great character, and I was glad that he came back for the for the sequel. Yeah. But speaking of the sequel, you guys want to jump into the. Uh... Into the Seek? Absolutely. The Seek? Mm -hmm. The Seek. The Seek? That's yes. my, my nickname for Seek. Well, stop talking. It's, it's, it's also a religion, a pretty prominent religion. So. <laughs> the, the, the Seek? The Seeks. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, 2016, lots of time has passed. 20 years. 20 years. 20 years, baby. Uh, probably didn't call it. And, and, ID, how, and how far we've ID come H2O. in 20 years. <laughs> 
So once again, directed by Roland Emmerich. Um, now, he he really captured lightning in a bottle with the first one. Mm-hmm. And, and then to, he was just to go back and do bit. a sequel, which everybody always wanted a sequel. But and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I love this movie. I uh, this movie got lambasted when it came out. Like this movie was not received well. It bombed in theaters. It uh, you know, but it is. I love it because of how just batshit crazy it is and absurd. And it, it just jumps the shark in every way, shape, and form. Like it takes this this awesome premise of this first movie that was believable because it was like the world we lived in, and just amplifies everything by like a thousand. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly becomes this like. This weird sci-fi world that would like never really, probably never really exist, and like, I don't know. It's like it 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 takes it to a place where it's no longer believable, and because of that, it loses a lot of its effectiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, the 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 original movie, you can imagine yourselves being in that that city after the the blast went off, and everything's right. destroyed, and people are just trying to survive. Like, you can kind of put yourself in that position. Right. You can't in this movie no. whatsoever. You know, it it jumps the sci-fi shark completely mm-hmm. um so you have uh returning to the franchise jeff goblum uh lots of jeff goblum he's one of the main characters uh you have bill pullman returning as president whitmore um machia monroe uh she is returning as whitmore's daughter oh wait oh wait no no she's not <laughs> machia monroe who you would know that from... is that is not how you say her name <laughs> I've always said Machia. Machia? How do you get Machia out of that? Micah? Is it Micah? It's either Maka or Micah. I don't know. But there's no... To to get the Machia, you would have to have an I-A at the end. I'm dyslexic, so maybe I saw the I before the K and put it there once upon a time, so I've always just called her that. Now, has that actually... Are you actually dyslexic? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, like, you're, you've been my, diagnosed? My, well, my, my father is, so I've... I do the same things he does, reading stuff backwards. Hereditary. And oh my god, it's just like the movie we just saw. <laughs> um, <laughs> Judd Hirsch returns as uh, Julius Levinson. Uh, tw- uh, 20 years in the future and doesn't look a day he older. He looks younger. <laughs> he looks legitimately younger in this movie. It, and one thing, real quick. So 20 years in the future... Same president? What happened to eight year to no, eight year no, like no, next no, turn? No, <laughs> no, no Bill Pullman, uh, President Whitmore is... Uh, everybody assumes he's just batshit crazy in this one. They've got him on meds, and he's like freaking out. But for turns out for good reason. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Brent Spiner, right? Spiner. Uh, yes. Or Spinner. Uh, returns <laughs> as Doctor Hogan. You have. Uh, I love that his first name is Brackish. Yeah, that's a cool right? name. Right. Yeah. It's very Brackish. Very Brackish. <laughs> you remember uh, this? You remember that song by Kitty? Brackish. Oh my God! Do you I, remember Kitty? Yes, I haven't thought about that in so long. Uh, Vivica A. Fox returns in a pointless role. Um, you have Robert Logia, who <laughs> Robert Logia <laughs> returns as, which I didn't even recognize him in the sequel. Like I know that he was there; he was part of the celebration. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him though because he he was probably old balls when, when they made the oh the yeah it's here, a very yeah. it's a very like it's Quick just a, a bit part where he's he shows up and kind of gives an, a, a nod to the a respectful nod to the uh president yep uh so joining the cast so you have liam uh <clears throat> liam hemsworth who jem was a very big fan of yes i was um take your shirt off playing jake <laughs> morrison uh you have i'm missing part of my I'm missing part of my cast list. Uh, you, have Je- uh, your ass. you have <laughs> <laughs> you have Jesse T. Usher as Dylan Hiller, who um, Usher was in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Usher, Usher. Y- no, Jesse T. Usher plays Dylan Hiller, who is um, 
uh, Will, Smith's, Will son. Smith's son. Will, no. Will Smith. Adoptive son. What? Did yeah, you say it's, it? it's, it's, Adopt, it's, yeah. it's not his It's not his son. It's, uh, oh, well, it's not, not really adoptive. It would be like his stepson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, he adopts I guess, yeah. him because well, he takes yeah. his last name. Yeah. It's... It, it, it would you really like? I guess that I guess that's weird. Like, it's kind of like splitting hairs. Would you actually call that? I like you technically do adopt that kid, but I think then yes, but not I wouldn't, always. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you still consider them a, a stepson? Well, yeah. I well, like I, I said, it's no, it's weird know. splitting hairs kind of thing. Because yeah. I think like I think stepson is when like both fathers are still in the picture. Oh. But if he adopts him, it's just a son. Oh. Yeah. Correct. He doesn't okay. have another well, there you go. I guess I was just thrown off by the. I, yeah, never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, also, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see this earlier, but the uh, Rain Lao, mm-hmm. the 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 um, Chinese. Yes, the fighter pilot. Uh, uh, fighter pilot. I didn't. I didn't know her name in real life is just Angela Baby. And that's her name. All one word. Just, Angela Baby. Yeah. Angela Baby. Wow, that's impressive. And uh, <laughs> and uh, quite nice. I like her. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, pretty pretty easy to look at. I'm not going to lie. And also, Ma- Ma- Machia. Machiavelli Monroe is also quite fun. <laughs> Machiavelli. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if I said this before, maybe I did, but she is from, you would know her from It Follows. That oh, was, yeah. That was her, uh, her first big role. So was this kind of her, was this her, this was kind of her big mainstream role, wasn't it? I believe it? so, yeah. Yeah, she's got some other stuff coming out, but yeah, I think this is the first uh, like big time thing that she is has done. Uh, uh, she, William, she was in the guest with uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, William Fitchner is also in this, playing General Adams, aka President. That's, that's Adams. not Bradley Cooper. It just looks like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Dan Stevens, I meant. Oh okay. Whoops. Gotcha. All right. So uh, two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with a new extrasolar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? So what you're thinking here is why uh, can't Will Smith just come back and uh, save the day again? Also, you uh, you misspoke there. Will mankind's new space force oh, be sorry. enough? <laughs> sorry. My, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, what were you saying? No, I so said you would think they could just call Will Smith and he can... Uh, Mm-hmm. Come save the day again, right? Kick some alien ass. Well, wrong. Uh, so if he, you he's dead. <laughs> if you watched any of the promo materials for this, like they had a big lead up to this movie, they put a lot of marketing. Yeah, you told it. me you were gonna send me all this, and you never did. Yeah, I didn't. You're right. Um, there was you could go to a website though, and it was one of those websites that was made to look like it was an actual informational website about what happened in the real world and all the time that has been. You can actually put like your home address into a Google Earth powered thing and it'll show your house on google earth really but it's, but it's superimposed though with like rubble everywhere and there's space <laughs> spaceships flying above wow. you like is this still is yeah, this still, still i did it today right? yeah, oh, i did cool. it today um because that's what i do at work um they uh yeah so they have that or whatever but they also had like all these old news clippings and whatnot and one of the, one of the things was that captain hiller dies in training exercise <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a shit way for him to go. Like he saves the world from aliens, well, and dies in a training accident. Like you couldn't give him a more epic. They're probably than that. pissed off at him because he didn't come back because it was a money dispute. He wanted fifty million dollars to do the movie. Cool. Now the budget, the entire budget for the first movie was like sixty-five million. It was either sixty-five or seventy-five million. He wanted fifty million just to reprise his role. And this movie had a budget of a hundred and sixty-five, I believe. 
No, I, here's, I, I, that could be a correction. But no, here's what I think. I think he probably just threw out a, a crazy number because he didn't want to do the role. I don't know, man. $50 million is is not out of the question for a lot of big actors for big, huge movies. So it's the, just not. So the first movie's budget was $75 million. Okay, $75. Um, it, just to me, like, he, I don't know. Like, it seems I mean, it like, might have been that, too. It could have been. Like, maybe he just didn't want to do it and... Uh, and and thought if I just throw out an insane number, then I I kind of it's kind of an easy way to get out of something. Yes, give me a hundred million dollars and then I'll do it. And they're like, well, fuck that. Roland Emmerich or, has uh, well, has in this also movie said that proves to be wrong. Yeah, because they say we'll do it for a hundred million dollars and they say deal. <laughs> well, when the when the when the world is on the line, I guess it's a little bit different. Uh, Roland Emmerich has said either, I think it was either Roland Emmerich or one of the producers or somebody said that. Um, that having Will Smith be attached to this would have been way too marquee. It, it would have taken away from the movie, which maybe because they, they might have forced him to write part bigger, you know, bigger, better parts for him yeah. and cut down on other people. So maybe, but like, who doesn't want Will Smith in their movie? It's like one of the, it was supposed to be one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> why would you not want Will Smith? Yeah, in the that movie? was just that was just them kind of covering themselves. You know, it's they exactly wanted him really bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. So basically. The alien ships come back. This time, though, it's like 3,000 miles wide or something like that. Mm-hmm. The mothership is massive. 3,000 3, kilometers wide. 3,000 kilometers. Is that more or less than miles? I'm not good at miles and kilometers. I, To be honest with you, I know I sound real dumb, too, but I don't know. Um, to the internet. To the internet. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, so this, this newer, bigger mothership comes to Earth and literally like attaches itself to the Earth itself. like, And it covers... I'd say a good 35% of the globe, like, just sits on top of it. Yeah. Let's say the Earth was wearing a hat, like an alien hat. So 3,500 kilometers would be about 2,100 miles. It's pretty fucking big. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> huge. It's huge. Um, <laughs> so, so that happens, whatever, and uh, they there's a much bigger, badder queen alien this time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, basically, I, I made this mention to someone, I go, this movie could have totally fit into the Cloververse. Because that alien looked like a Cloverfield monster. She did, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like literally running on Earth at the very end. Like it's it's all very monstery. Like and I thought that was a little bit too much, quite frankly. Even in a movie that was There's a lot of existed this mo- to be too much. There was a lot <laughs> yeah. of this movie that was too much, yeah. Yeah, it just it jumps it it jumps the shark in so many ways. <laughs> um you have Liam Helmsworth that basically is like a trucker in space. Like he's as I said, I mean, his military. He, dri- obviously, he drives like, a he drives a tug, which is basically yeah. He but he got that because he almost killed it. He's a fighter pilot. Yeah, that was pilot. he was yeah. a fighter pilot. But so we were we were watching this movie with uh, our buddy Vito Power over yes. over Skype, and uh, there were times when we would be talking back and forth. So I would lose a little bit of the, a little bit of the dialogue. But there was one part where. Um, uh, Liam Hemsworth character Jake was watching footage of mm-hmm. that the accident that I, I think so what happened was was he flying he was flying and then uh, was Will Smith's character in the other aircraft with yes. his, with his son or what how did that no 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 it was no. just no it was just the oh, two... so, so it was it was Liam Hemsworth char- character flying and alongside Dylan. yeah Dylan was Dylan Hiller Will Smith's kid yeah Oh, so it was. They were in a race. So they were in. From what I gathered out of it, they were in 
a race to see who was going to lead the squadron that went up with all the di- where there was a different country. And they were flying through the canyon into, into space, and they were flying through the canyon, and he tried to cut him off and go through together and there wasn't enough room so he had to crash and eject from the plane yeah but i swear in that scene you can hear will smith's voice yelling and i thought that was where his character died because it was during a training exercise so i thought the reason that uh no because no, I, I, I thought the reason that, i thought the dad. reason dylan was so mad at jake was because jake was involved in the accident that got no, because no, they they make mention killed. that no, because they make mention he goes oh that, that's what ejector seats were for sorry it happened yeah. like he talks okay. about how yeah. Dylan got out basically because okay. they were fighting over over that on who was going to get to lead that okay yeah well I did see the one the one <clears throat> pilot eject from the aircraft I thought maybe also Will Smith's character was in there and that's when he died or something like I think that yeah no. way more pissed if he killed his dad yeah. probably yeah. yeah I don't think they'd be friends nice. afterwards yeah, yeah no. Well, they weren't really He'd friends. get more he than a punch pun- in the he face. He punched him in the face. But, uh, my name is Dylan Hiller. You so, killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> so he really. So they really never explained what the training mission was that killed mm-hmm. no, Will Smith's no, character no. then. The only time that, you, that they even mentioned Will Smith was a picture in the very beginning the that house. is next to Dylan's character. So you see it's like a... It's like the quickest passing of the mm-hmm. torch scene ever, and right. that's it. That's that's all they mention it. Yeah. I did find it interesting, though, that... And I didn't make the connection until earlier today when I was thinking about it, that um, Will Smith's character is trying to go to space, mm-hmm. and that's where his son ends up, is mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. It's a nice yep. little... Nice oh, little Will it. Smith ended up in space, too, though, technically. Oh, shit. <laughs> True. You know what I mean. And I have to admit, did they say when he died? Like, how many years he had been gone? Yeah, it, it, and if you watch all those... Uh, the. the newspaper clippings and videos and whatnot they 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 give dates there's a whole timeline on that because i have to imagine after the events of independence day his character will smith's character and oh, he went on up and, in space more often right i don't know if he went up in space but he had like a long career afterwards oh, or whatever and, okay. yeah and that happened right on but um yeah so, anyway, so the aliens come back it's basically a rehash of the first movie where they need to save themselves only now they have super high-tech like laser cannons because they've adapted all the alien technology which in 20 years that world transformed a lot literally well, our world hasn't changed in like 60 years well we talked about this last <laughs> night though if if for some reason we ended up in possession of alien technology mm-hmm. today mm-hmm our scientists and our engineers would immediately start reverse engineering it and we would have that technology available sure. to us within the next few years. Yeah. It also so it makes takes sense us- that we, in Independence Day 1996, we su- they suddenly had uh, like all of the technology of, in, in, of an entire alien species so it makes sense that they would reverse engineer it and actually sure adapt, no that part doesn't adapt our world to, to that have part some of doesn't that. throw me it's the fact that it happens so quick we live in the most technologically advanced age that that we'll ever see today you know yeah like well at least so far tomorrow will be even more well there's, there's but there's it theories. still takes us you watch ancient aliens so you know that might not be entirely it true. still takes us a year and a half to replace a goddamn freeway <laughs> <laughs> you really think they're gonna build all this crazy high-tech yeah, power well, cannons not... on the moon and everything in 20 years no way well not, not no way. think about how advanced your cell phone is from 20 years ago yeah a cell phone but like i'm talking about right. big humongous just... structures and put in new power grids and put in like i just feel like in 20 years there's no way in hell our, our but world we also talked like about last night that most of what you see is dc the first people to get that technology is going to be the government and your military right. sure and that's most of what we see and even in a lot of those shots like you had mentioned james that 
they're regular cars on the road. So it's not like we're talking about flying cars. We're talking about weaponry <sighs> and I still think it's a bit capital. much. I still think that the timeline's a, a, a bit... Uh, 20 years is really, really quick to and when change they show, everything like that. when they show other countries, they're not... They don't have anything crazy going on either. Right, it's, it's just mostly the U.S. Just, government who has... Yeah. Who has Space Force! Space Force! <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um, anyway, though, okay, yeah. So, so uh, Hiller and... Um, uh, Machia Monroe's character. I can't think. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Whitmore. Pat, Patty Whitmore. Patty Whitmore. Yeah. Uh, they're both fighter pilots now, and they're they're up in uh, up in space doing their thing. And uh, Hemsworth is basically on shit detail because he almost killed someone. Well, actually, for the, for most of the movie, uh, Patty is down on the ground because she's taking she care of her way. father. Oh, you're right. The, you're right. The ex president who but everybody assumes is uh, like, batshit crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. He's got like the big crazy beard and like he looks like a crazy person. Did you actually? Did you notice that there was a? So basically, t- uh, I think one or two days goes by from the beginning of the movie until shit starts to hit the fan. And his beard grows about three inches. <laughs> like, Damn, this guy has got fertile, follicular the, game. It was that alien radiation that he was exposed <laughs> yeah. to. It's made, it's made him grow like, you see his nuts. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> like Gandalf. Just dreadlocks down to his ankles. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's essentially the movie. It's the same thing as the first movie, just with more technology, and they have bigger aliens to, to, to fight. I mean... But then, but then they throw the curveball, and massive spoilers if you have not seen it yet. So, forewarning: the curveball is that there's no longer only two species fighting in this great war. They get another this weird portal thing, like black hole, opens in space, and this ship comes out carrying this sphere. And, and, and naturally, the U.S. government does what the U.S. government would do. Blow it out of the sky. <laughs> blows it out of the sky <laughs> without even knowing what it is. So they, they, they go, though, and they salvage this thing that Jeff Goldblum finds on the moon, because that's a thing that he does now, just goes to the moon. Um, <laughs> Apparently, it's pretty common to go to the moon. Space Force. Space, Space Force. Force. <laughs> uh, so they get this thing, they bring it back, though, to Dr. Oaken, who is alive, suddenly. Dr. Oaken's not dead. You think he is. And, uh, he's been in a coma for 20 years. He's been in a coma right. for 20 years, but yet, let's be honest. Yet can get up and walk around yet, just fine. That thought, drove me nuts so bad. <laughs> let's be honest. When they made that first movie, he was dead as shit. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was not Adam Baldwin's character goes over and checks for a pulse, and he's like... And dead. He, and yeah. he, he kind of looks over at everybody else like, oh, yeah, this guy's dead. Yep. yep. But I'm so happy they brought him back. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. Dr. Oaken. And his, um, and his, his like basically like right-hand man from the first movie is also back, same character. And it turns out turns out to also be his lover. They're lovers. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. knew? And Knit they and they scarf. make for my favorite back and forth, like in the entire movie. Like their like their little like quips, like uh-huh. their dialogue yeah. is yeah. so funny sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like you should turn around. You should maybe put on some pants. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't you tell didn't me? Didn't you tell me that my butt was out? Doctor Rogan's ass is just hanging out. Like, they use him for a lot of. Uh, a lot like the of comedic relief, comedic yeah. relief yeah. which which was weird because in the first movie he wasn't at all. Uh, he kind of was. Kind Not of. to that extreme though. Like, like he had a couple of funny lines, yeah. But like in this movie, it was way more like yeah. you are you are the comedy release uh, relief of this of this movie, right? Yeah. Um, and so the, I love the, I love those two characters. I thought that was a genius move to bring them back in the way that they did. So they bring back the sphere, and suddenly the giant ball from phantasm is another <laughs> conscious entity wanting to bring them into space and do interstellar travel and fight on behalf of 
what the fuck? <laughs> See, you you were bothered by this a lot more than I was. I yeah. to me, it was just like it's so if there's, crazy. If there's one, if there's one species of aliens out there who are capable of building these gigantic motherships with these just amazing weapons why wouldn't there be more species of aliens out there i don't there? disagree with it it was just the way i think the way that they brought it in though and what it was it was like this it was like siri basically talking to you out of a giant reflective ball like it well, was she, just she, so she, strange she explains because she starts speaking english to them and they're like oh my god it speaks english and it's like well yes i she says i i picked up on your primitive language and i and i'm now speaking in your priv- prim- primitive language because mm-hmm. i have the ability to we're primitive tr- uh, <laughs> uh translate or whatever and uh google translate that's pretty much what it was that's writing. what she it was like it was uh a, 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 alexa alexa yeah aliens brought to you by google right. <laughs> and she says we used to be we used to be biological beings mm-hmm. and slowly over time we we ditched biology and upgraded ourselves with te- technology until we got to the point where we were completely constructed uh using technology i think i think the the reason that i that i think that it's so just off the reservation crazy Mm -hmm. it's just because of the just the difference between this type of sci-fi movie and what the first movie was oh yeah there's such a jump that i was my first time i saw it like now granted i kind of probably talked it up a bit too much for you guys maybe a little bit but nobody had ever told me a single thing about this movie. I just wanted to see it, so mm-hmm. I bought it. Like, I knew nothing about it. So when that happened, the first time that I saw it, I'm almost, like, scratching my head going, what the fuck? Like, what did they do to Independence Day? Why is, like, Danger Will Robinson is suddenly in it? And, like, <laughs> like it was so crazy to me. I was so taken aback by it. That uh-huh. I was like, what did they do to this franchise? <laughs> like, well, see, everything I had heard about the movie was terrible and i feel like you didn't talk it up at all the last couple of days you were you were telling talking about how insane it was and how they do just this crazy stuff and the way you laughed when that sphere showed up the first time i was waiting for something ridiculous to pop out of it <laughs> and nothing ever did so i was kind of let down by it i was like this isn't as nuts as he made same, it sound same here yeah i, but I, I thought, so, enough, I thought I something crazy it, was coming out because you're you're sitting there going <laughs> Because it's funny. It looked looked, to me, it looked like a Pokemon ball. So I was waiting for like Pikachu to pop out or something. No, Pika! Right. Yeah. I just, like I said, I think it was crazier for me because I went into it knowing nothing. Like no one prepped me for it, knowing nothing. So it's like, it's funny to me because I think it's just so crazy and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like you have Jeff Goldblum playing like the, the most serious. You know, Dr. Levinston, he can possibly be talking to this ball wanting to take them into outer space and do interstellar travel and have the humans basically save the universe. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little bit further than the other one for sure, but I, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be so terrible that I was actually pleasantly surprised I like almost. Like, I enjoyed it. It's a sci-fi movie. It was movie. entertaining. Like, it, was, it wasn't the best movie so I've ever seen. But. The first movie is like uh, like actually a good movie. It's got it's yeah. got heart. It's got drama. It's mm-hmm. got comedy. It's got, it's got action. Will Smith. It's got Will Smith. Right. Welcome to Earth. And it's got it's got Not everything. That's what I call a close encounter. It's got everything that you would want. Why'd you say that like a like I a nineteen fifties? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> now that's now that's what I call a close encounter. Now that's what I call a close encounter. <laughs> See, oh, I didn't have anything in my mouth. Sorry. Uh, this this that's sequel. <laughs> The sequel was uh, literally like five minutes into the movie, the action begins, and it doesn't end until the end. Yep. 
Like it's just it's just like a mindless action movie. Yeah. But which it, is it's there's fine. A spot it was for still that. Like, it was still, re- it was still the... very entertaining, but like as far as as far as an installment in the Independence Day uh franchise franchise yeah it, it felt like because we kind of said it, it, it almost would have been better if they would have made a second movie in between these two where like we kind of wanted to see what's the world like now that we've rebuilt mm-hmm. and now that we've integrated alien technology into our world not just with the military but like what have we done in the rest of the world yeah like how, how has this changed right humanity? how has yeah. how has the how have the uh the the um, circumstances from the first movie changed how the rest of the world is now and then maybe end it with like maybe end that second movie with the introduction of the Pokemon ball right? and then do the third movie where it's just all out warfare well it doesn't sound like we're going to be getting the third movie unfortunately right there was a planned third there movie there was a planned third movie and, and Roland, pr- Roland Emmerich still, still, like, to still make is I, holding on to I hope. still want him to um, but like the producers and the people that are in charge of the finances of it there's like there's no plans no this movie bombed so bad and no one gave it the time of day what was the uh so the the mm-hmm. so it was 165 million budget mm-hmm. and the what did it gross the gross usa was 103 yeah so yeah it, it bombed uh cumul- cumulative worldwide gross was 389 okay so they made their money back but like for t- but <clears throat> It they basically they they basically here. doubled their money worldwide, but that's not considered a, a huge success, especially for that type of budget. Right. That's that's a failure. Right. That's abs- and that's just that's just what the movie cost. That's not including advertisement, which right. they put a ton. Like, yeah. Isn't it usually almost double? Double what? Sometimes yeah. it can be depending right. on what the budget so is. Really so really, they would have probably, just broke even. <laughs> yeah, they're much. probably lucky if they broke even. Pretty much. Um. That they did what one thing that they did actually I thought pretty successfully in this movie. Is when you look at like the new Star Wars movies, or you look at the new Jurassic World, the first one, uh, a lot of people gave those movies shit for basically rehashing the original movies too much. Mm-hmm. Like especially the new Star Wars, like like Force Awakens was ba- was just like a New Hope, mm-hmm. yeah. And Last Jedi was a combination of Empire and Jedi. Like there's almost direct scenes lifted out of those movies and put into them. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that in this movie as well, but I thought they did it. M- smarter like they they did scenes like where Oaken gets the tentacles around his neck and he talks they set it up to where president whitmore goes in oh oh you mean in in the the first first one one. yeah they set it up in the sequel to where president whitmore goes in and the same thing happens but it's for a purpose like he did he did it because he knew it was going to happen Mm -hmm. so that was a way for them to rehash that scene blow out shoot the windows but it made sense to do it. Right. You know, yeah. like a lot of the, I mean, the dog fighting scenes are obviously going to be the same, but like, there's, there's they, a lot of stuff where they tried to, the dog fighting scenes really weren't though. Like they were the, the pacing of the, the dog fighting scenes in the, in the new one were it was so frantic mm-hmm. that it was hard yeah. to keep up with almost. Yeah. Cause when you go back and watch the original, you can actually tell what's going on. It's like, it's really cool looking chase scenes and, with the new one, it was just like it was like More watching. Frantic. It was like watching yeah. two swarms of bees collide with like each other, like playing Star Fox when you're going after the giant spaceship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's yeah. just things zipping at you everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like hard to keep up with. You know, the um, hatches are open. Well, another, do a barrel roll. <laughs> another thing though was they introduced the orphan kids in the car that uh, that Doctor Jul or that Julius Levin uh, Levinson. Yeah. Uh, we th- you think that he dies? You think they kill Judd Hirsch? But no, no, yeah. crazy motherfucker survives. And he meets up with this group of four kids 
or three three kids, four kids, three kids, uh, three kids. Three kids. It was and obviously a callback to the original, but yes. they didn't they didn't make you see. This movie doesn't take the time to make you care about anybody. Really. No, no. Right. Those those like kids, those three kids were they were nothing. Those kids were literally, literally and physically a vehicle for Judd Hirsch to get back to right. his son. Right. Yeah. Um. But that being said, though, it was still sort of a callback, though, to to. Uh, Randy Quaid's kids in the first one, yeah, of yeah. them driving through and and picking people up, like but, so they they borrowed you, from the first one, but they did it in a way that it wasn't so uh, obtuse. Is that the right word? No. I don't think that's right. Uh, 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 <laughs> offensive, like it wasn't so offensive where you're just lifting scenes from the first one and putting them into oh, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. you know they 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 hit it a little better, so it was mm-hmm. familiar, and which which probably helped a little bit. But, but to, it wasn't bad. Like I said, though, like you didn't, I, I didn't give a shit about those kids. Oh no, not like, at all. It, like they could have died at any point. And I would have been like, right. all right. But I, just... but I loved Judd Hirsch in those scenes. Oh yeah, right. for sure. Fuck the kids, but like <laughs> Judd Hirsch was great. But in the in the first movie, they take like with Randy Quaid's kids, they take the time to, no matter how bad the acting was, they take the time to actually get you to care about them. At least, at least in the sequel, they didn't have like a Randy Quaid hybrid guy. Like they had Randy Quaid's DNA. <laughs> And they like fused Randy Quaid and an alien together, and had like had like a, like a hybrid <laughs> as like their main well, bad guy or something. What? <laughs> I can see bad sequels doing something like that. Well, that's kind of what I said with the kids is that they could have started the movie with those three kids and had that storyline give you some backstory, and that sure. could have been how we seen what life was like twenty years sure. later. Yeah, they they, they that absolutely could have been that, and then followed them bits and pieces throughout until they got to my guess is getting him off my guess is being that they were driving a station wagon from like 1986 they weren't really feeling the effects of the (laughs) (laughs) of the aliens the the integration of alien technology but most of the people in line for gas that they pass are driving the same kind of car that's true that's true that's true um they end up they also end up flying the alien ships at the end the uh uh dylan dylan hiller uh uh machia monroe and um Angela Baby and uh, there yep. was the uh, the goofy friend. I actually liked the him. The daughter I doesn't he was... fly the the alien ship, doesn't she? No, no. It's... I keep putting her in the wrong places. For yes, some she <laughs> no, she ends uh, up in one she's, of the fighter jets. At she's the end, with no. her. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's Liam Hemsworth, uh, Jesse T. Usher, who are flying one, yep. and then Angela Baby and. Uh, um, oh the what was the ki- the the goofy guy's name? Yeah. Oh, what was his name in the it movie? Was Jake's friend. What was? Yeah. His... Uh, was Charlie. It? Is there a Charlie? Yeah, Travis Tope. He was he was basically um he was Harry a... Connick Jr.'s role right yeah. from the first movie. Yeah, he was Jimmy Walker from the first yeah. movie. But like one of the that was driving me crazy, and were those alien ships? They had ships that they had already retrofitted, or were they? Those were ships they got on the mothership because they were yeah. on the mothership for a while. Yeah. How how are they talking to each other? Because the aliens don't have vocal cords, they wouldn't have an intercom system. They 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 speak telepathically. They talk, covered that in the first movie. So how are they talking to each other with well, no the two... between the two ships? That's a good, so that's a good point. Somebody had at one point somebody had a had a walkie-talkie. But okay, I think fine, that was the not... fighter. No. Yeah, no, it, they did, it doesn't no, make they sense. Did have, somebody did have walkie-talkies, but yes, you're right. I don't know why they would. They wouldn't be able to. That, that, that I think it was a ships. bit of an oversight. Well, also, but it, also, if you think about the first movie, how uh, Doctor Oaken says they don't have vocal cords, yeah, and they, uh, we think that they probably communicate telepathically or yeah. whatever. But then at at the end of the movie, when uh, um, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are up in the hangar of the ship, mm-hmm. you can clearly hear that alien in the control room 
making vocal noises. Yeah, I would call it speech though. But they're but if you don't, I mean, if you don't have vocal cords, you don't really make maybe that wasn't maybe like that wasn't right? vocal cords making it. Maybe it was something else. Maybe like crickets rub their wings together. Maybe that's true. Maybe it was rubbing its wings they still, together. The James. ship still could have had some sort of intercom systems between yeah. the two. Yeah, this is just something that I noticed. I, yeah. I just thought that was just kind of funny. That's a good point. I wouldn't have even thought about that yeah. actually. Yeah. So anyway, um, anything else, Dad? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not, Independence it's Day resurrection. Not really. It's, it's, a it's just a, I it's I, like I, I said. I call I, it I resurrection, it's, but it's not resurrection. It's resurgence. resurgence. <laughs> no, like I, like I said earlier, it's it's it it's more of just a mindless action movie yeah. than the first one. I I hope that I live to see the third one. I don't think that I ever will. No, unfortunately, mm-hmm. unless you make um, it in your backyard. They, they, could, they could do an animated years. movie, I suppose, which would bring costs down like crazy. <clears throat> Somebody might fund that. Just to get just to get a wrap up to the or an Independence Day TV show on Sci Fi Channel, boom. Hey, there you go. Boom. Mm. All about the intergalactic fight. Yes. Space Force 2077. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, never know. In 20 years, I mean, we never thought we'd see a sequel to it. That's true. That's very true. Oh, never by, say never. By the way, you guys were talking about um, Tetopolis. Oh, Patrick uh, Topolis. Yeah, he did the uh, effects for the first movie. Well, you said George yesterday. This is a cor- this is a live action, live action <laughs> a live action correction. correction. You guys said like you you kept going to Topolis, to Topolis, and she I goes said George. She oh, goes George. Right. She goes George, and you go yes, George to Topolis, and she's like it just felt right. <laughs> it did. It's, yeah, I just saw it today. It's it's Patrick. It's Patrick yeah. So is he's on that Face Off show. Is there that George? Watched. Is he a judge on Face Off? Yeah. Okay. Or do I just call everything I don't know George? You're probably thinking of George Strompanopoulos. That uh, probably oh. you probably yeah. <laughs> that could have been it, right? Yeah. The guy who oh, uh, really, really quickly because we didn't touch holy on holy crap. How are we? I know, right? Jeez, we I got, thought we, we were making a... good time. <laughs> we were for a while. <laughs> we're almost at two hours here already. Um, well, well, last week we were just starting like a half hour. Ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, real quick though, the alternate ending for the first movie. Oh we didn't yeah, get into this. yeah, yeah. So in in the first Independence Day, uh, Randy Quaid's character quits drinking and basically becomes part of the fighter pilot fleet that right. uh, that the president leads up or whatever, and, and it's part of that. Nobody has missiles left except for him, randomly, which makes no sense. They wouldn't know that he has missiles left, and they don't know who he is when he's in one of their planes, which... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, pilot, well, identify well they, yourself. Well, they were all going by call signs, though. They were just they were all going by uh, uh, night night seven or whatever. Sure, but but they would have had that plane though on their frequency. They had no idea who this guy was. He just randomly showed up on their on their scanners, basically, uh, into their frequency. But it makes sense when you see the other ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so he randomly shows up, and he got he has one left or whatever. Ends up jamming. So then he don't want children. I love them. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Miguel has a has a priceless acting line. Oh, Dad, what are you doing? And he basically flies up the butt of the uh, alien ship and mm-hmm. it explodes. Whatever. The alternate ending, the the original ending, was that they didn't let him become part of the uh, fighter pilot force because he was a drunk. He just they, goes he and basically tells him. He basically tells him to just go away and. Uh, we don't we don't need your help because right. he's drunk. Yeah. Well, so he's not in. Randy Quaid was not in the rest of the movie, which makes sense as to why they wouldn't know who he was when he finally does fly into the dogfight scene in his crop duster. 
What? In his red crop duster oh from the beginning. God. Wow. And he has a like missile. Somehow he got a missile <laughs> and basically duct taped it to the side of his plane. <laughs> I don't know how he would launch it. I don't know how any of this would make sense. <laughs> but he goes, I'm ready. I'm packed and loaded. And he's basically got like under his arm on the side of the plane, a, a rocket. Um, wow. And uh, he basically, or maybe, maybe he wasn't planning on launching it because he basically. He probably just meant to he basically drive went up right there, up into the, yeah. Yeah. Says his like. Knowing that he was like doing a kamikaze run basically. Yeah, because, because his line is, hello boys, I'm back is, yeah. it, is that in the original that's one? in the yeah, original yeah. there's another line though that he does that he says as well though uh oh, fuck i forget what it is there's another line of uh, one line that he drops though before that you're about to get crop dusted <laughs> 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 but it makes sense as to why in the control room they don't know who he is because he's not part of the fleet that's why they say that and they basically it probably didn't do well in test audiences because yeah. the because the scenes were not finished stupid. they're really bad uh, they're just like very crappily put together right, right. The composites so they weren't finished mm -hmm. and so they the people probably didn't like the ending of it or mm -hmm. or the producers didn't like the ending of it and they went back and they refilmed scenes and changed it to where now he's a part of of the uh, fleet I mean it still kind of makes so, sense that they didn't know who he was because if they just they threw a bunch of they threw a bunch of pilots into random jets yeah and they were known by their call signs like but, but night, the, night one night two so like but they have all of those planes though on their monitors so right, even but they if they didn't, didn't know who the name pilot there. was but they would still say though oh that's ship that that's you know jet g1 coming through well whatever, he, you know what he comes in and he says sorry i'm late and they say pilot identify yourself they know who he is they know what jet he's in they just don't know who it is they want to know who they're dealing with here you know what i mean yeah but they uh, we don't need to get into it but they they <laughs> they talk about them like they don't know where this voice is even coming from like they 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 have all the planes with all the missiles on their thing so they see who has missiles left mm -hmm. they would know there was one more plane out there with a missile yeah, but what if true. there was a computer malfunction and that one dropped oh, off the radar okay fine yeah. but i'm just saying so here's the thing I, brain, I, like, on that same topic with the alternate endings and that so yeah. and they may have done this and i don't know it like the books where you, oh, if you want this to be your ending, flip to page 44. <laughs> like with today's technology of being able to pause and skip scenes and uh -huh. let's go to this chapter of the DVD. Why don't they have that yet for for movies? That would be awesome. Mm, that would cool. be really awesome. Choose your own ending. I imagine. They, well, they do it with video games, so I, I bet it's just a matter of time before they do it with movies. Yeah, I would imagine it would be very difficult to keep the continuity going, though. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. in a book, you're not describing every little thing, like the, what people are wearing, hairstyles. Like you're not seeing that stuff. Mm -hmm. So in a book, it's very easy to just kind of get away with not having to address that. In a movie, things would have to make sense to like, oh, why is why why does this person suddenly have on something different, or why right. does he have a beard, or why does he like things would be like different and weird. You and know? I guess if they did that and it was known that this movie was supposed to be this, it yeah. would kind of be okay if some of that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. That's true. It'd be a cool concept. Yeah, choose, yeah, yeah choose, it'd be cool. Choose your own adventure. Movies. It would have to be straight to straight to Blu-ray or whatever, though. They would you wouldn't be able, able to do it in the theater. Yeah, theater polls. Like, oh, actually, if, 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 if everybody for... had a uh, like a voting thing yeah. and it just like Ooh. popular vote won, you know, nah, like some, we're onto something. Some old school like Vincent Price uh, uh, weird shit back in the theater. <laughs> Let, let's get it synced up with that uh, uh, app where people can buy tickets online and then we can get it hosted in like our local star theater or something. We're onto something. TM TM. I just trademarked this idea. That's I said it three times, so that's that's legally binding. You can't have it. Call it choose your choice cinema. 
Choose your choice. <laughs> choose your choice. No, we won't call it that. <laughs> Do not. That's a terrible idea. All right, that's Independence Day and Independence Day resurgence. Um, I like a little little mini retrospective here. Sure. And uh, yeah, yes. happy happy Fourth of July to everyone. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah, if you're uh, don't shoot your eyes out. Don't shoot your eyes out. For yeah, that's more of a winter thing. Well, Christmas yeah. story. It's also, it's also a weatherman thing. Oh, oh yeah, geez, Dave Rexroth. <laughs> Our local weatherman literally shot his eye out with a firework a couple years ago. Yep, that happened. Poor guy. He's still doing th- oh, doing yeah. his thing, though, on TV oh, yeah. with a glass eye. Yeah, weather's always glassy to him. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> it's looking a little foggy today. <laughs> out to the out to the west, it's just black. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so enjoy your Fourth of July weekend. Have uh, have plenty of drinks. Have plenty of good times. Barbecues. Drive safe. Be smart with your fireworks. And, and if you're uh, going to be dumb, at least videotape it yeah. so that the world can see it. Yeah, send it to us. Yeah, we'll have a good ass time. <laughs> if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us at Twitter on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on iTunes and all that. Give us a rating. Uh, give us uh, give us five fireworks. Give us fifty stars for America, <laughs> <laughs> like the flag. That's the one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find J-Rodge, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio and needs. And also, go to Spotify and check out this fine gentleman's new single, The Machine. This just in. Do yeah. It up. Do it up. Do it. And then uh, let us know on a scale from one to America, how free are you this 4th of July? <laughs> <laughs>